you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're broadcasting or coming to you live right here from our beautiful radio and television studios here in uh, just wondrous, delightful northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast live every weeknight. That is Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on our flagship network, the Global Star Radio Network. just want to say hello to everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, tonight, and thank you for all of your emails, your letters, your everything you've sent. Um, uh, my goodness, we, we've just, uh, we appreciate all of your communications, all of your suggestions, all of your information. Our call yesterday to uh, uh, those people in law enforcement uh, uh, to talk about what happened in Orlando, very interesting Information we're going through, and it takes it takes a while to really to to vet and verify the information. However, it does seem like um, the re- the call was heated, and uh, we're we're getting more and more new information. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We're gonna, we're going to have a, a just a tremendously information packed show for you about specifically about, about uh, the Orlando shooting and the broader implications uh, probably tomorrow because of the um, or moving forward because of all of the information that we do have that is not consistent with what we've been hearing so it's very interesting but thank you thank you uh, for that now don't don't forget folks we, we've got two separate websites uh, of course you can hear us on Global Star Radio Network just go to Hagman and Hagman.com and, and all of the Listening and, and viewing options are right there on the right. Uh, the other website we have is HagmanReport.com for news, information, show prep, whatever, whatever the information, vital information. It's there at HagmanReport.com, and um, uh, it's good. I want to thank everyone for uh, their contributions as well. We're getting some contributions in. If I haven't responded back to you on a time uh, on something that's not time sensitive, I will be doing so. 
I'm Doug Hagman, the Helm Fellow Investigator Researcher, and most importantly, my son Joe Hagman with me to my right, together, something I like to call America's Premier Father-Son Investigative Reporting Team. You know, um, we, I had, uh, I, I actually, we had, a, had a, we all had a good day here, and I just wanted to, uh, uh, just to pass some information along to you. Um, now, I don't want to make, uh, this might be premature, but, um, I am, I was just so delighted to, to, to speak with one of my favorite authors, and, and certainly one of my favorite investigative journalists, uh, Mr. Jack Cashel today. I spoke with, uh, Jack today. Or yeah. as I like to call him, Mr. Cashel. Yeah, he's got a new book out. Yeah, it's um, it's about TWA Flight 800, and it's not coming out until the fifth of July. That's the official release date. But you can pre-order it on Amazon now. I do know. Um, uh, I I got his first book about TWA 800 in uh, he wrote in 2003, and that has a lot of great information. But I can tell you this: yeah, you refer to that book quite, yes, quite a bit. Yes, and I think of of all of the people, all of the investigative journalists and researchers that covered TWA eight hundred. I think Jack Cashel, perhaps. Well, I don't think it's my opinion based based on my three decades as an investigator that that Mr. Cashel has the for is the foremost authority. And has the best investigative report about uh, Flight 800 on the planet. That is, that's my view. Now, the reason I brought that this up is because um, he might be. Uh, I, I don't know. Again, I, I hope. Hopefully, this is not premature. But, no, I don't think it is. Okay, we're, we're working on it, and there's a very good possibility. Okay, I just didn't and know is about there an uh, coming rocket? I, I just uh, is there a remote control drone somewhere in our studio? Yes, it sounds outside of the studio. I thought, oh my goodness, it sounded like so, an incoming. You know, I don't know if that if that was picked up by the um, by the mics, but nonetheless, I don't know. That was a uh, that was a little bit uh, unnerving there. Um, anyway, so it, it's even possible. Listen to this; it's even possible we might even have him on camera in studio. That, that would be real cool. Uh, that's. Um, that that would be something if we could if we'd accomplish that. Joe, it's it's uh, again he's 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 a prolific author. He's um, he's a heck of an investigative journalist. And folks, you can go to uh, you can go to Amazon. You can go to World Net Daily. He writes for World Net Daily. Um, and I'm going to say before we started doing uh, you know the this radio show and before we started even uh, before my dad and I really got into talking about politics together and, and world events and, and as we were doing our private investigation work and traveling a lot the the TWA flight 800 wow that's got to be coming through on the mic is somebody sawing through the roof anyway the TWA I don't know. You want to go um, check that out? You, can you, yeah, can you, if you need to decide, just, just whatever it is, stop it, okay? Alright. I don't know if it's coming across to the audience, but the TWA Flight 800, uh, uh, when that happened, you have, I, I remember this, you, this is one of the things that interested you very much. Right. Uh, 
even like I said before we got into the you know uh, investigative journalism before we got into the radio show this was something that you've been following since it happened right uh, vigorously and uh, and I've seen you do the research I've seen you uh, do the reading and, and uh, even talking with people and, and family uh, about it okay I think we I think it stopped. I don't know. Either that or we, we, we've got a, we got a SWAT team coming through the, the, the studio. Roof. Yeah. Uh, um, thank you, Todd. He said it wasn't coming through really on the on his end. Wow. But it, right. if, folks, if you did not hear that, it sounded like somebody was chainsawing their way through a roof. Yeah. Yeah. It. it uh, whatever it is, I, I can't wait. Well. Well. Okay. So, but back to TWA eight hundred, um, folks. I mean, it, it, this is an important topic because. In um, yeah, now that now that I'm, uh, <laughs> we've had some strange sounds uh, and incidents as we've been on uh, the radio from Blog Talk. Um, you know the Skype uh, machine gun sounds to yeah, that's uh, I remember uh, that. Uh, uh, but this weird. is uh, the first time I think it's actually been coming from outside of our technical. Studio, yeah. um, well, uh, TWA eight hundred uh, went down on July seventeenth, nineteen ninety six. It was a Boeing a Boeing seven forty seven. The, the uh, of course, you know. The story that came out, and don't forget who was in the White House. It was Clinton in the White House, and of course um, there were 230 people on board. It was the third deadliest aviation accident in history, and um, uh, in, well, in U.S. territory anyway. I'm sorry, and a lot of young people aboard. But uh, the four-year NTSB investigation concluded now with the approval of the uh, accident report on August 23, 2000. That the uh, the probable cause of the accident was an explosion of flammable fuel air vapors in the fuel tank center fuel tank, which is totally bogus. And of course, Mr. Cashel had proven the the bogus nature of that conclusion. And now, with his new release coming on July fifth of this year, folks, I have to tell you, I, I've got to tell you that um, um, this is going to be a bombshell book. So, uh, just so you know. Uh, so next week, and I'm just so excited because he, he's a he's really a, a tremendous investigative journalist. Now, now that we've got the uh, most of the uh, uh, stuff taken care of, or most of the uh, whatever that noise was, hopefully that's now uh, no no one's dead, right? Okay, that's no. thank you. All right, all right. Um, I want to mention as well portions of tonight's broadcast. So. Happy to tell you portions of nice broadcast brought to you by Casper Mattress. Casper Mattresses. Casper.com forward slash CFP radio. That's Casper.com forward slash CFP radio. Folks, Casper, they are an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. I would really like everyone to to uh, visit casper.com slash CFP radio and take a look at what they have to offer this is for brighter I, I mean if you want to experience better nights and brighter days then, then you need a Casper mattress yeah they're uh, a product that we uh, you use at your house not yeah. only yep. that you have one you have the guest uh, bedroom has them. 
And you can talk about how Lady loves the Casper mattresses. Oh, she, she will. She, yeah, yeah. And folks, we I are would, a full Casper um, mattress household. Uh, I would buy one for me and my wife, but about a year and a half ago, my wife bought uh, some crazy, I don't know, huge mattress that that we have. And uh, Not, but what we're let doing me ask you, is let me ask you though. And, and compare compare that to I haven't laid on 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 in the guest bedroom. Uh, well, I know you've laid on 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 the on, mattress, yeah. On the mattress, and you, you, I haven't slept though. No, you know. but but man, it's it's it, very comfy. Yeah, it's yeah. very comfy. But uh, what I was getting at is, we have an extra room in our house um, that has been just being used as a kind of storage for furniture and and getting rid of stuff, and we're uh, turning it into a guest room. And when we do, I will put a Casper mattress in the bed we put in the guest room. Yeah, absolutely. More on that later, casper.com slash CFP radio. I'm just going to hack into your account and, and there you go. make sure you pay for it. That'll, that'll uh, work. <laughs> no, now, I do plan on doing that, and I will let people know what uh, what I think. Okay. Well, j- just to give you um, just to give you kind of a flavor of today, and we are going to be accepting phone calls at the bottom of this hour. We're going to have some prep- preparation advice specifically related to or um, regarding um, um, first aid. This is going to be interesting and important to listen to, okay, at uh, the bottom of this hour. But just to set the tone for tonight, um, we, in the wake of of the, politis- the, the, the politics behind the blowback from the Orlando shooting. Now, I, folks, I want to be very clear on this. One thing I can say from the law enforcement contacts that I have been, law enforcement assets I have been in contact with is this. Two words, expect more. This you're not going to be hearing this on the news. No one, few, if any, if anyone, are going to come out and tell you to expect more attacks like this. But you can, and I, I really want you to understand that we are in danger from the Muslim terrorists. Now, there, there's two ways that this is. I mean, the the attack happened, and the media. Um, it's it's so strange how they're able to change the uh, talking points, change the the narrative in a way. It's it's not about radical Islam anymore. It's about uh, you know Christians. It's about whites, and it's about guns and racism and homophobia. You have people from the UN Human Rights Chief uh, uh, calling for the United States to have um, more effective gun control laws. To Bill O'Reilly. Calling for gun restrictions, tighter gun restrictions, and um, Infowars is even reporting mainstream media goes out of their way to blame whites, guns, but never Islam. And um, there's a lot here. Uh, well, yeah, and new information we have. Uh, and I hadn't get a chance to even talk to you about this. I don't know if you saw, uh, but the shooter Omar Mateen. Has been. It's verified. This is verified through the mainstream media. He was in some kind of uh, documentary. Uh, he was a security guard guard in the Florida Panhandle when Corexit and the BP oil spill happened. And he, there's footage of him um, keeping citizens out of the secured areas where they were trying to do the cleanup from the oil spill. Right. As a G4S employee. Okay. Contracted through DHS. Right. Um, which which we know 
moving yeah and, and and there are a lot of oddities again we are going to be putting a package together and and one thing that, that we need to we really need to understand is um when you investigate things like this when you when you take a look at um events that are new i mean that just happened and you're looking at something that just happened here 72 uh, hours ago roughly you are investigating a moving target the facts the the situation is evolving constantly hour mm-hmm. by hour and um that's the nature of the investigative world it's not like on television so just and if there's a hundred eyewitnesses you'll have a hundred different right. eyewitness stories no but what we're, what i'm here to tell you right now and i'm very serious about this and i i want to make myself perfectly clear and I should preface this by saying what I'm about to tell you is the professional opinion of Doug Hagman, of the Hagman and Hagman Report only. Well, let's say Doug Hagman until we hear what, okay. what it is. And you want to sign on to this? <laughs> you can. Well, yeah. it is, but, but it is not. It, I'm not speaking for anyone else. The network, I'm not speaking for the network. I'm not speaking for anyone else except me. And, and the investigation that I've conducted, and Joe, of course, you know, you can give me your your approval and promoter, you know, once finished. But but here's the situation. This has set the stage. This has has ignited, as and to use uh, Pastor David Langford's word yesterday, there was an ignition with this shooting, specifically the an ignition within the Muslim Islamic community. I'm not telling. I'm not saying radical Islam. I'm saying within the Islamic community, it is disingenuous to say radical Islam. And you might be going here, but there was a, a moderate Muslim who made a statement out of Orlando, saying homosexuals have to be killed. Well, correct. That that was north of the that was in the mosque north of Orlando. So there, and, there's and two. Imam, well, okay, but but the, the one that people are familiar with, there was uh, a couple of weeks prior to the shooting, um, uh, an, uh, an imam at, at the mosque or a speaker at the mosque north of Orlando, I believe, it was Sanford, perhaps. I, I'm not sure exactly which city uh, said yes. Homosexuals must be uh, must be killed. It would be a compassionate thing to do to kill all homosexuals. Now. Of course, as Christians, we do not believe in the behavior of homosexuality. I, I do not believe in the behavior of homosexuality. All right, I just I think uh, I, I'm with the Bible, matter, right? Right. So, but it's a be it's a behavioral trait. It is not genetics. But but that said, we're, I'm getting off the track here, and I don't want to get off the track. I want to make this perfectly clear now. Islam is not a religion. Please understand that. Islam is a cult by definition. Islam is a war mechanism. Islam is in this country not to, Muslims are in this country not to assimilate, but to conquer. And that's been obvious since, you know, right. we've done investigations into Islamburg, and I mean, this is not anything new that uh, new information that we're giving here and the only thing i would disagree with you on is maybe it was a religion at one time but you've said this many times it's been weaponized it has been weaponized but the but the pure doctrine of islam 
the pure doctrine of Islam, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cite remarks made by Reverend Giuseppe Germano Bernardini, the Archbishop of Izmir, in relation to Islam's invasion of European society. Now bear in mind this is prior these remarks were made prior to the Arab Spring. These remarks were these remarks were made uh probably um fifteen years ago. Here's what they are. Here, here are the remarks by Reverend Giuseppe Germano Bernardini, the Archbishop of Izmir. And he says this, I have been living in Turkey for the past 42 years. It is 99.9% Muslim. I have been serving as the Archbishop of Izmir, Asia Minor, for the past 16 years. My concern about today's theme is therefore obvious. There is a need for some form of intervention with regard to the problem of Islam in Europe today and in the future. Boy, was he ever ahead of his time. Um, I'm going to skip over some comments here. He's asking, uh, I'm going to paraphrase as well, he asked the Pope uh, to assist in intervening to stop the... um, uh, the influx of Muslims and he talks about three specific cases now he says I believe these cases to be factual as the sources are completely reliable there are three cases here and in this just understand this very okay during an official meeting on the Islamic Christian dialogue an authoritative Muslim person speaking to the Christians participating stated very calmly and assuredly <laughs> And I've heard this said before. Thanks to your democratic laws, we will invade you. Thanks to our religious laws, we will dominate you. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what is happening in Europe and exactly what is happening in the West today. Mm-hmm. This was set up in America by Barack Hussein Obama II. Valerie Jarrett? Yes. Now. And the people that they have surrounded themselves with? Okay. Along we- with those who... The financiers. Right, exactly. Now we've got, we've got just a few minutes here before the bottom of the hour. The organizers of the Islamic Christian meetings in Europe are always Christians. Did you hear what I said? The organizers of Islamic Christian Christian meetings meetings are always Christians. That's right. During one such meeting, a Christian participant publicly asked the Muslims, Muslims present why they did not organize at least one meeting of this kind. The Muslim authority that was there answered with the following words. Why should we? You have nothing to teach us, and we have nothing to learn. All right? So what value, he asked, is dialogue among deaf people? It is a fact that terms such as dialogue, justice, reciprocity, and concepts such as rights of men and democracy have been completely different, have have completely different meanings for Muslims than they do for us. I believe the time has come for all of us to recognize and admit this. Now, people on the left, the psychotic, babbling idiots on the left, the 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 communist. You give psychotics a good name. Okay, the communist sociopaths, in my view now, such as uh, Nancy Pelosi, Rachel Maddow, every person to the left of center, socially and politically, are, are, are self-destructive nerds. Or self, no, 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 sorry, self-destructive. self-destructive idiots. They're morons, and it's All even right. making its way to the to the right. With you know, uh, you have people like Bill O'Reilly. Yes, 
no. saying that uh, high-powered weaponry is too easy to get. We need tighter regulations on guns. It, that's correct, which is good. I'm going to get to the third point, and then I'm going to make a couple of other points here. And uh, this, there's a, ready Okay, there is a Catholic monastery in Jerusalem, this again from this archbishop, that once employed, and perhaps still does, a Muslim Arab servant. He was an honest and gentle person that was greatly respected by the Christian ministers. He, in turn, respected them. One day, he sadly told them, our chiefs have met and have decided that all the infidels, meaning non-Muslims, must be killed. But do not fear, because I will kill you without making you suffer. Now, according to this archbishop, we are all aware that we must make a distinction between the people who act, I'm paraphrasing now, act upon these these laws and don't act. However, the majority, and we must also understand that in an order given in the name of Allah, or and the Quran, always has the potential to make both march uh, unified compactly without hesitation in other words those who believe but don't act and those who act this has the potential to make them march in tandem with one another and we would be naive to underestimate or worse to smile at the three cases that I just mentioned to to which I've referred in other words we must reflect on those three cases and their dramatic teachings because despite the appearance, uh, it, it's not pessimism. Now, the Christian, we are not, we are not given into the spirit of fear, nor are we to be pessimistic because Christ is risen and alive. He is our God. He is our Savior. We understand that. However, we are not to be spectators in this war. I have more, but I, I'm going to say this. Before any gun ban takes place, if you have the means and if you have the will, I would definitely purchase, acquire, obtain legally now your weapon of choice and become proficient in its use, whether it's an AR-15, an AK-47, a semi-automatic with a with an extended magazine, if it is legal for you to do so and become proficient. Okay? And certainly, apply for a concealed weapons permit and carry that gun sure, with comfortable you wherever guns. you go. I mean, crossbows? I mean, there's lots of... Wait, well, I don't think you're going to stick a crossbow in a... Sh- in there a, are people, though, that are you, uncomfortable with guns, okay, though, that need to right. understand there are options to protect... But yourself. we're talking about a concealed weapons permit here. Right. So, uh, I, I, if you're living in a county or in a state that, that requires you to, and most 49 states do, I believe, out of 50, require you to apply for a, a CCW before you can carry, I would definitely, I would urge everyone to carry a weapon. Because here is the thing. You walk out that door and you don't have a weapon on you, and you are in a situation where, just imagine if two or three people inside that nightclub could have would have been armed and proficient with that weapon, with a weapon. The outcome would have been different, and do not tell me otherwise. And for the Christians out there who believe that passiveness and pacifism and, and the like is more Christian-like, 
than self-defense, then continue to believe that, and we will agree to disagree. I am not here to convince you otherwise. But for me and my family, in my case, I will carry a weapon legally, and I will fight and protect my family and those people around me within the scope and confines of the law. I am telling you right now, in 2005, in the St. Louis uh, newspaper, there was a, a report where, where a group of Muslims got together and they were interviewed. And if I can find it, I will, I will, I will pub- republish it on our website, where they said, we are preparing for war. They were collecting weapons, and they were actually uh, saying, we expect to be fighting Christians and other non-Muslims on the streets soon. Even a year ago, uh, before when when the uh, Syria really broke down, two years ago, there were leaders of uh, Al Qaeda and other groups that came out in the open and said just what you talked about was said a while ago that they are going to invade through migration. Well, that's the other part of this. But Th- this is this this is a class clash of cultures arranged yes. by the highest levels of the different governments. This is a transnational initiative. This is a globalist initiative to arrange the clash of cultures in order to cause Absolutely. a world war and to bring down the country. And we but, see it being beta tested in Germany and, and Sweden and, and it will be brought it will be much worse here when when things get to the level they are like they are in Europe when some countries that's with right. the percentages of uh, that's right of, of Muslims but I just, just hold us. on a second though let me just finish my thought okay because I just want to say this I do not want and, and please understand this I say this with all the love I can uh, I don't want people to, to, to email me up and say well that's not very Christian like of you to uh, to solicit or to say you should arm yourselves that's your personal decision Okay, if I get an email chastising me for for recommending that you carry a concealed weapon, you become proficient in it, you learn how to use it, so you can protect your family. I don't. Want, I am not going to engage anyone in any debate about the 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 aspect or, or about the, the uh, Christian uh, Christian aspect of self defense. I'm not just not going to do it. Okay. I am not going to do that. So do not send me an email to that effect. If you do, I'm going to delete it. End of story. Because I don't want to talk to you. Because I truly believe, this is my belief, and I'm paying for this time, okay? And, and, and this, is my, this is really our show, and I'm paying for this time. But what I'm saying to you is this. It is my personal belief that if you, as a man, or the leader of your family, if you happen to be a woman, if you are incapable or unwilling I shouldn't say incapable, because there are some people are who are not capable at the moment to, 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 to protect themselves or their family. That I understand. If you're physically impaired, I get that. But if you are a capable man and the leader of your family, and you say you are, it is my personal belief that you should be prepared to protect your family. Because, folks, I believe, based on the collection of law enforcement sources I have and the information we have we have received, that it will come down to that. It is going to come down to what we see in Europe, being afraid to leave, not being afraid, but uh, uh, taking a chance, leaving your home, 
when you have 25%, 30% of the women being raped by Muslim invaders. I'm not even going to call them immigrants. This has been purposely orchestrated for this to happen. But I am not going to, I will not live on my knees. I will die on my feet before I live on my knees. And I certainly am not going to stand idly by when my family or my loved ones or any innocents get beheaded. Folks, that's, that's my personal decision. And again, if you disagree with that, then that's fine. Have a nice day. So do not try to convince me otherwise. And the last thing I want to say, and before we get to chance, is that there will be blood on the streets caused by these Muslim invaders. And the victims will be those who didn't refuse to stand up for themselves. Furthermore, there will be an initiative. Hang on. There will be an initiative, multiple initiatives raised in the next weeks, months, that will, that will stem or that will attempt to criminalize the possession of any semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. That's why I'm advocating a purchase, a legal purchase, before this happens. Along with the means to protect yourself, I would also recommend that people uh, try to, I mean, it's summertime. Last week, me and my wife went to the rib fest that they have here in town. But we have to be mindful of, of where we go and uh, to minimize the uh, potential for danger. I think people need to rethink what priorities uh, in life are and what we really need to do and not do. I think that can keep us out of some trouble as well. Well, right. We have to do this with a with a pure heart, with an understanding of God, uh, understanding of our position. But again, the the concept of this, I'm, I will not budge. I will not move on because it's just plain and simple to me. God gave us life. It's it's one of the most. I mean, it's the most precious gift that we have. If you're married, God gave you the gift of a wife or a husband. What a lovely gift. If you have a child, God, what, what, a, what a tremendous gift in our children. If you are blessed to have a home, uh, I mean, we, we at some point we have to say enough is enough, and now enough is enough. But the warning, the clearing call out, and then we're going to bring Chance on, the clearing call out is this. We have crossed the Rubicon here. We have crossed the Rubicon Saturday or Sunday morning's attack the 13th of June, 2016, will be looked at at history as the event, as the tripwire for legislature, not for le- uh, for uh, rulings, legislation, perhaps fiats, orders, whatever they might be, that will attempt, and I say attempt, to neuter and to take down. Not just the conservatives, not just the right right of center thinking people, but especially the Christians and especially the Jews. Do not let that happen to you. All right. Joe, go ahead. With us now is the owner of American Survival Wholesale, 
AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com is the website. Chance, uh, he has been coming on to talk about preparation, survival, uh, and uh, he is one of our sponsors and partners and has been for a long time uh, in this radio show, the Hagman and Hagman Report, and we thank him for that. And um, he's done a lot from Bible drives to um, just tremendous, uh, filling tremendous gaps uh, where needed from prayer to uh, helping listeners with their preparations. And uh, we're going to bring Chance on now. Chance has some things he wants to talk about tonight. Thanks for waiting, Chance. Yeah. Blessings, guys. Blessings, Doug and Joe. Listen, a special thank you to Global Star Network, Blog Talk Radio. A special thanks to Rhonda, Eric, uh, who work behind the scenes, everyone who works behind the scenes, and everyone in chat. God bless each one of you. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about first aid, but God, you said something that just struck a core, and I have to address this. Any man, any father, any husband who does not protect his family is a coward. But I'm saying that is a coward. So, men, we need to pony up. We need to protect our families. Do whatever is possible. It's very severe, and we need that training. We need to make sure that we're armed. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on the subject. Okay. Thank you, Chance. Okay, by so the way, we are we are we are kindred spirits in that respect. But uh, but thank you for uh, for that support. No, this is my pleasure. Listen, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to, like every uh, training session, I'm going to start with a prayer. And, and, uh, I feel honored. I have a, a brother and a listener of the show, Larry, who uh, has a special book to read tonight. And uh, so I'd ask everyone listening to bow your heads. Father, I you and desiring to give thanks. I have so much to be thankful for, things unseen and seen. Father, there are many things that I do not know, nor can I comprehend. There are so many things in life that so often hurt, and so many things that make me angry and upset. I do not understand. Yet, Father, you ask me to be thankful for everything and have faith. So, Father, thank you. Father, please help me to be more understanding, to endure the tough times ahead, to be thankful for everything, Father. Many times it seems that what happens in the world is about me, and I thank you. Gently remind me that these things are not about me, but about you, your will, and your kingdom. Father, I praise you. In you I find strength and courage to go on. You are and always will be there with me, even though I stray so many times. I find refuge in your loving arms, and I am thankful for the things you allow to cross my path, and thankful for the decisions you allow me to make and the lessons that come from these decisions. Father, mostly, I am thankful that I do not live under condemnation anymore that you truly have set me free. Lord, we pray for your appointed watchmen, especially Brother Stephen Quayle, that you give them strength through their daily actions 
to honor you, Lord, and your kingdom. We pray for everyone listening who battles with drug, alcohol, and porn addiction, that you give them strength to cast out of their lives through repentance and prayer these addictions. Lord, we pray for the infirm, the lonely, the tired, weak, those that are frustrated with our politics. You give them strength to overcome, but moreover, to come together in your name. By your Son, Jesus Christ, through his blood, we are forgiven and saved. In these things, we pray. Amen. 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 And Chance, uh, just to let you know, I know you're on a cell phone. Um, your connection's fine at the beginning there. It was kind of spotty, but uh, I'll cue you, try to cue you if you're cutting out. Thank you. Yeah, we're in stormy Texas right now, so that's to be expected. I'll do my best here to stay in range. On a personal note, uh, on the behalf of Brother Leonard, his daughter, uh, Christine, and their brand new dog, Bagel, thank you to each and every one of you uh, who have uh, contributed to um, his cause. Uh, what a great man of God. Uh, through him, we can all learn uh, by his example. So thank you, each and every one of you who have helped Brother Leonard, his uh, daughter, who's just an angel, and uh, their brand new dog, Eagle. Now that's Christianity okay. in action. That, that, you know what, Chance? That yes, is Christianity yes, in action. Yes, sir. To me. Yes, sir. I'm so proud of each and every one of you guys out there who, you know, just stood up. You, you know, some folks are on a budget. They can't afford to uh, help someone else right now. They're living, uh, you know, month to month. But, you know, those who donated 5 or $10, you know, that says so much about you. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Amen. Well, let's talk survival. Let's talk what we need to know. Because you know what, Chance, it's going to get bloody out there. I I can I know it, and each and every person in that nightclub, um, boy, you know, nurses, paramedics, EMTs, if there were any in attendance that that survived, could have been a great help. And if they had, we'll say, a bag in their car, that would even been a better help because help was not forthcoming. I mean, it it, it was a while, so. Let's talk. That's right. That's right. Well, tonight we're going to talk about first aid. Uh, first aid and CPR training. As a matter of fact, Doug, um, I spoke to you earlier, and uh, what we want to really uh, focus on is why having a first aid kit is important. And, Doug, you were an EMT for many years. I'm sure that you have a story uh, regarding this. Would you like to share? Well, well sure. Just very quickly. Um 1978, it was July, and uh, I, I got to be thinking about this uh, after we spoke, and I just want to just tell you that uh, uh, normally, and working within the city, um, it was kind of tough, and uh, of course, I was on 24-7, 24 hours on, 24 off, and then, but having said all that, um, 30, what was it, 1978, so it would be, uh, what, 38 years ago now, we had a situation where a, um, got a, I, I was I was I was in my personal car with a radio. Got a call where a young girl was unresponsive. An infant was unresponsive. Eight months old. The babysitter left the 
child in a bathtub. Textbook classic example. You hear it all the time, but you don't believe it. Never think it would be happening. Never think it would happen to you. I was a block away from that call, and I uh, was the first on the scene. I, I pulled the young girl from the bathtub, gave young girl CPR, hopped in the ambulance, CPR all, all the way to the hospital. Sadly, that that girl at eight months old passed away. However, a week later. We were driving, my partner and I, my partner was driving, and uh, we were on duty, and uh, we received a call of uh, yet another young child in a swimming pool, unresponsive. Well, uh, we were there in seconds, and a woman was waving us, actually waving us uh, in the street, my partner, before my partner even put it in park, I was out of the door. I, I pulled a young boy from the swimming swimming pool and did CPR on this young young child. Now, again, this is in the wake of the death of this young girl. This boy was three or four years old. I mean, it, he was he was he was uh, four months away from his fourth birthday, and uh, that. Knowing CPR, performing CPR at that time, and, and don't forget, back then, you did not have the masks, the coverings, the the, the tubes. Well, you had tubes, but but not the uh, uh, coverings. So, oftentimes, if if you got air in the stomach, or if there was something in the stomach, the contents would uh, generally end up in your mouth. The, the person doing the CPR, and uh, but having said all of that. I can I'm, I I will say this. Jonathan is now 42 years old, and he is a, a healthy man. And um, I, I I haven't been in touch with him recently, but knowing CPR and being able to perform CPR uh, saved Jonathan's life. And of course, there are conditions surrounding that. But uh, so I'm happy to report at 42 years old now, or I'm sorry, at 41. I shouldn't. He's going to be 42 here shortly. Um, it worked. So knowing CPR will save another person's life, and it could be someone very close to you. So thank you for allowing me to share that. It is important, everyone out there, if you have an opportunity to go to your local Red Cross fire department, uh, there's so many programs out there for you to receive basic first aid and CPR training. I would advise every listener to do this, not just for someone in your community, but for your own family. Um, you know, if there is a situation where we are, you know, bugging out, you know, you will need to know basic first aid. So I advise, I really, really advise everyone to take those classes. Um, now, I, before we start, I have to say by law, I am not a doctor. Uh, and that uh, folks should seek certified medical training regarding any treatments. But tonight we are going to talk about the following. External and internal bleeding, thermal and chemical burns, drowning, electrical shock, fainting, simple compound and skull fractures, frostbite, gas poisoning like carbon monoxide, heat exhaustion, shock, insect stings, and sunstroke. Uh, I would advise you to go ahead and grab a pen and paper, make some notes, and then we have a surprise at the end of this. So uh, let's start with um, external and internal bleeding. Uh, we want to talk about the symptoms first and then the treatment. For external bleeding, bleeding from veins, uh, the symptoms are steady flow, dark red blood, 
bleeding from arteries, spurting bright red blood from wounds, often rapid in The treatment for this is cover the wound with a clean compress and press firmly. Elevate injured area above the level of If you do not expect a broken bone, I'll manage once bleeding stops. Not too tight, a couple of times elevated. If bleeding continues, apply pressure points. Chance, you're out. You're getting a little spotty there. You're getting a little spotty on the connection. Um, If you could repeat that last sentence. Is that a little better? Is that a little better? Yeah, that sounds better. Okay. Uh, Internal bleeding. The symptoms are vomit is red, blood, black stools, paleness, cold skin, rapid and weak pulse, lightheadedness, swollen abdominum, abdominant, restlessness, and bruises. Okay. Bleeding. The treatment is seek medical attention immediately. Uh, now we want to talk about thermal burns, which are heat and chemical. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, uh, we caught most of that except the, the very last thing you said about the internal bleeding right before you're seeking medical attention. But uh, continue. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Um, uh, thermal, which is heat burns and chemical burns. For thermal burns, uh, the symptoms are redness, pain, blisters, swelling, and skin damage. The treatment for this is cool water, soaked towel, do not use ice, gently dry like padding, cover with a non-fluffy bandage, do not break blisters, do not use sprays or ointments for second and third degree burns. Seek medical attention, of course. Chemical burns, the symptoms are redness and pain. You need to flush with water for 10 to 15 minutes, cover with a non-fluffy clean bandage, do not use ointment, sprays, antiseptics, and seek medical attention. Drowning symptoms, of course, unconscious and not breathing. You need to support the neck and back of the victim, keep the victim warm, and administer CPR as needed. Electric shock. I know I'm going through these quickly because we we don't have a little bit of time here, so just take notes and and listen to the show, and I have a, a surprise for you guys at the end. Electric shock. Unconscious breathing, difficult Burns at contact point and muscle spasms. Of course, seek medical attention immediately. Turn off electric current. That's very important. Break contact with any electric source using a dry, non-metallic object, non-conductive. Do not touch the victim until he is free from the wire, and then you may begin CPR if necessary. Fainting. Temporary, unconscious. Would that apply to a lightning strike also, the same treatment procedures? So for the electric shock, what we're talking about, Joe, is a uh, down wire, for example. In a case like that, it's very important that you don't become a victim yourself. So that's what we're talking about. If um, if you can take a non-conductive service and uh, and remove the wire from the body, if it's not safe to do so, you're going to have to wait until um, the uh, electric company or utility company arrives. But you basically, if you can, shut off the breakers and um, remove any electrical source from the uh, from the body. Okay. Okay. Uh, fainting. Temporary. The symptoms are temporary unconsciousness, 
sometimes blurred vision, nausea, paleness, and sweating. The treatment is to lay on uh, the victim on the back, loosen the clothing. If the victim vomits, tilt head to the side so they don't, of course, choke, and gently bathe the face with cool water to bring the person back. Um, now we're going to talk about simple compound and skull fractures. Simple fracture, uh, the symptoms are pain, swelling, deformity, inability to move the limb. Support above and below the fracture and apply well-padded splints. You can learn this in your basic first aid classes. Uh, compound fractures, uh, symptoms are open wounds, possibly bone protruding and bleeding. Compre the uh, treatment is compressed to wound, apply splints, leave bone setting to the doctor. Do not try to set the bone yourself. Skull fracture, possible symptoms are bleeding eyes, nose, and mouth. Serum ears and fracture. Best thing that you can do is raise the head. That's the wound. Help immediately. That's a very just came back now, Chance. Uh, had about 20 oh, seconds I of... Uh, no problem. Look, we're we're uh, coming up against the break, Chance. If you want, we, okay. what we'll do is we'll hold you over. Can, can you get to a, an area where, where you, you can, the signal's clear, or are you, like, underneath a, a thunderhead? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what I can do, and uh, uh, just tell the engineer to please give me a call right back. I'm going to go ahead and hang up. I'll try to get to a better area. All right, that, that would be great because the information here, folks, can save the life of one of your loved ones. We need this information. This is not an infomercial, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is practical information. Right. I didn't. I mean, I I just learned something about the internal bleeding treatment, um, and that's something that you know you don't really think about until the situation's there, and it, sometimes it's yeah. most always too late. But but uh, and and I, I want to thank right now, American Survival Wholesale Chance, the owner uh, of American Survival Wholesale, uh, Christian-owned veteran-owned company, coming on and sharing this information. If you think you know, look. If you think you know know it all, great. Uh, I'm sure there's a rerun of uh, you know Gilligan's Island on. Go ahead and watch that. But listen, okay, stay tuned because um, while Chance moves to a uh, a, a better area and i am not a fan of cell phones absolutely not a I, I don't know why they change from um analog to digital number one and number two i certainly am one for a uh, hardware phone any day of the week um it's it's one of the most frustrating aspects you, of you of treat this. cell phones like dogs treat chew toys bury them in the backyard uh, i won't i won't <laughs> i don't i don't want a cell phone i don't need it i mean you know i just don't uh, I don't care, but um, but folks, again, we are coming up against some of the most horrendous and, and dangerous period in, in American history, I believe, since the Civil War. I believe that that what's going to happen in the next months, several. 
you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to hour number two of this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're going to be taking listener calls this hour as we do on our open line Wednesdays, but we still are joined by Chance from AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. Um, he had a kind of spotty cell phone connection and uh, didn't get to go over all the information we want to cover, so we're going to go back to Chance and we're going to cover uh, the information of... of uh, medical preparedness and uh, different situations and, and how to treat those. And then uh, Chance said he has a special announcement. So I'm going to turn it back over to you, Chance, and, and go ahead. Can you guys hear me a little better now? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Listen, what we're going to do, uh, due to time, because we want to save time for some of the callers to uh, call in, um, I'm going to go ahead and move to some of the items that uh, you should have in your basic first aid kit, along with some others that uh, you'll usually not find, okay? You should have a basic first aid kit, which includes your bandages and gauzes, gauze pads and things like that, but you should also have things that uh, we don't think of like uh, medical latex-free gloves, uh, tweezers, a, a face mask, uh, antiseptic towelettes, alcohol pads, triple antibiotic ointment, uh, pain reliever tablets like Advil, uh, hand sanitizer is very important, antimicrobial wipes which uh, prevent uh, flus, disposable thermometer, uh, chapstick or lip balm, an emergency blanket, uh, even uh, water, uh, emergency water pouches. Uh, so these are just some of the things that you should have in your basic first aid kit. You should have at least one of them in your vehicle and one of them in your home. Now, the uh, good news is everything that we were going to discuss tonight, I am going to be giving away free uh, the symptoms and treatment for the bleeding, burns, drowning, shock, fainting, fractures, frostbite, gas poisoning, heat exhaustion, shock, sting, sunstroke, even uh, choking. I'll be giving this uh, completely away along with all of the items that I have just discussed with you 
We're going to be giving those away to anyone who goes to our website and purchases product over $60, not including shipping, $60. The pack that we're giving away, folks, is worth $60. So it's like getting it for free. So go to our website. I'm sorry for the uh, interruption there. Go to our website, uh, place an item, and we're going to be sending these packs out. Uh, the uh, waiver is as supplies, while supplies last. We only have so many of these packs that we can do. So go there now, order this pack, and um, God bless each and every one of you. And thank you, Doug and Joe, for having us on. Well, okay, b- before you go, uh, w- I, let's just recap. I mean, you addressed a number of things here. Number one, knowledge of uh, CPR. Everyone should should have take, should take a class in CPR, basic, uh, basic CPR, and understand how, how, how to do that. And of course, you had gone through the uh, the wounds or the different types of of trauma from uh, compound or you know including but not limited to fractures, compound fractures, external and internal bleeding. Um, so, so I mean, what we're looking at here is is really um, the knowledge that people who are cap- physically capable uh, chance uh, of having to to acquire this knowledge right now. And just to buttress all of this, you know, to supplement this, uh, American Survival Wholesale is going to, is going to, uh, complement your knowledge by providing you with the basic necessities or the necessities, I should say, that include, uh, what you mentioned. And if you don't mind, uh, Chance, just go over that special again because the, when, when Chance told me about this earlier, you know, I, I thought, I'm not even sure how he can even do this and make money on this. So let, let's, let's, if you don't mind, just one more time, go through what you're offering. Sure. We're going to give you free of charge and a, I didn't even mention this part, this is the best part, and a airtight, watertight, floatable container, you're going to receive a basic Johnson & Johnson 12-piece first aid kit, you're going to receive latex-free gloves, tweezers, stainless steel, a face mask, antiseptic towelettes, alcohol pad, triple antibiotic ointment, Advil tablets, a bottle of hand sanitizer, antimicrobial wipe, a disposable thermometer, lip balm, emergency blanket, and an emergency water pouch. All free of charge with a $60 order. Uh, what does, does not include shipping, and that's while supplies last. Okay. Yeah, all right. And, and I, I would urge everyone to, to take advantage of this, AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. I just want to make sure people understood that this is something, you know, you can go to Walmart and uh, or whatever, Mart, and, and purchase these items, but, but you've got them all together here, and um, uh, th- th- that's a great deal, and, and I just want to urge everyone uh, to think because the chance, honestly, the last thing we think about, at least in my case, it, it, despite my my experiences, is first aid. I, I, you think about food, but not first aid. So right. this is important, you know. And, and again, so important, you, you, right? And and have a bag, you know, get get two, um, uh, or. or <laughs> Stock up because I have a feeling we're going to be facing a lot of trauma, literal trauma, here in the days, weeks, months ahead, and we need to. If we can be of help, we we need this. So, uh, folks, focus your, put your focus on on helping yourself or others, especially with these materials. And AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. And Jess, I want to I want to thank you for and apologize for the the disambigu- 
well, the, the, the problems here that we had with, with the sound and such, but, uh, um, you, you really provide a lot of information. I think, I think, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to thank you because it's taking time well, out of your schedule to it, do it. It's an honor and a pleasure. And I do want to say this to all of our listeners who don't already know. If you have a prayer request and you would like the team, the ASW team, to take this to the Lord, we have prayer meetings on a regular basis. Please feel free to give us a call on our Sabbath, which is Saturday. We would be honored to take your prayers to the Lord. Thank each and every one of you tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. That was Chance from AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. Veteran-owned, Christian-owned, take advantage of that special as soon as you can. In fact, uh, you know, go for it. Uh, because I, I know one thing. We are, are going to order uh, $60 worth of equipment and also take advantage of that. Uh, that that's it, this goes right in line, Joe, with what uh, with what I was saying earlier. Um, I do believe, and I just want to recap this from the from the beginning. I believe that we saw on Saturday a pivotal event where the consequences of what happened. There's gonna this is going to start a chain reaction. You have right now. You, you have a situation where a homosexual club was targeted by a Muslim who I personally believe, based on my research, was abused as a child, has had homosexual proclivities despite marriage, was reportedly abusive, and uh, working for a DHS offshoot. What a combination. But more importantly, and I'm just going to say this, this is going to be the start, and especially now that this is Ramadan, this is going to be the start of a uh, of an offensive. Now, what I, the, 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 whether this offensive is sustained or not remains to be seen, but you're going to see other 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 events like this happen. And if you look at the front of the judge right now. Um, like apparently there's posted uh, on Craigslist about San Diego being next. Yep. Uh, Craigslist ad warns San Diego, you are next. And I, I wanted to make this statement uh, when you were talking in the first hour about ISIS, um, because we know that this year... Not ISIS, I'm talking about, about, about Islam. Islam. Right. Well, the, this group ISIS, um, we know that when we've gone over the history of this organization, uh, from the spawning of the Mujahideen, uh, by the U.S. government to fight the Russians in 1979 in Afghanistan, to its uh, conversion to Al Qaeda, to now ISIS. Just like the U.S. military, they have an idea of projection of power more so than I think actual power and reach. And they will take events and take credit for events that they have absolutely no uh, dealings in. I think the only thing that the only way that they're related to this attack is that this uh, person, this Omar Mateen, decided to involve them and, and use their name and do what he did under their name. Now, if he did what he did for terrorist purposes, uh, I'm not sure. Or if it was for uh, self-hate purposes, if he was uh, a homosexual, I don't know. Um, I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of it like you and me were talking about off-air before the show. But whatever it is, whether it's the projection of power or actual ability to have that kind of reach, um, 
they are taking full advantage of it. And the people are out there who are calling for gun controls, uh, you know, saying that the guns are the problem. What about Twitter and, and Facebook, uh, the mediums where these terrorists communicate with each other and coordinate? Are they not as guilty as gun manufacturers for these crimes? That's right. You're going to ban I mean, Twitter? I mean, the logic, the fallacies in the arguments that we are seeing in the mainstream media by political pundits, by these, uh, uh, by these morons on the, on the progressive left is just staggering. And a lot of people are falling for this, um, the neuro-linguistic tricks and a lot, you know, we've sadly, as conservatives, as Christians, we've lost our ability to debate, to debate topics like this. We've lost our ability to reason. When someone levels accusations of race, of racism, bigotry, hatred, homophobia, Islamophobia, all of these new additives to our current lexicon. Christians and conservatives have a natural tendency to withdraw when, in fact, we should not. We should turn it right around and and, and, and learn how to debate factually yeah. and learn, learn when we are being lured into a fallacious argument. Okay, And, and we're being, you know, drug into this. The Homeland Security uh, Secretary, Jay Johnson, is saying that right-wingers pose the same threat to America as radical Islam. Uh, there's an InfoWars article, as well as a Daily Caller article, as well as the latest up on Drudge, the World Net Daily article. Um, agency also worried right-wing extremists pose the same threat as Islamic extremists. You can bet if they tuned into the first part of the program, we are right-wing extremists. We're Christian extremists because we are daring to say Islam is responsible, is the ideological motivation for this mass murder. Now, did he have help from perhaps uh, the, the, uh, the FBI, maybe, or DHS, or components, criminal cabals thereof? Perhaps. Uh, and, and we're getting information to that effect, after all, three times under investigation by the FBI, yet allowed to purchase legally firearms. Is this something that, that uh, is this a facil- facilitation? I do believe it is. Is there something more to this that we're being told? I believe so. So, but, but, but with respect to Islam, alien invasion itself, understand that the weaponization of Islam, as we discussed, along with the acceleration, the ignition and acceleration of these attacks, has, is creating a perfect storm that is, that will pit brother against brother. Christian, especially Christian against Christian, we're seeing it take place right now within our own groups. We're seeing this divisiveness being cultivated by the 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 numerous um, aspects. The it's kind of like a, a a crystal when you when you turn it, you can see the different facets to a crystal or a diamond or whatever it might be. It, you, it, it, this is not a simple um, a, a surface, you know, a, a like a mirror. No, no, this is this is a prism. It's a crystal, and there are many facets to it. But with respect simply to what is taking place, what has taken place, accelerated under Barack Hussein Obama, is this 
invasion. It is not a migration. It's not immigration. It is not uh, a humanitarian uh, issue. It is an invasion, and and, and it's it's it, 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 it. They 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 know and knew, you know, with this LGBT uh, revolution that has been going on in our country since last year's Supreme Court marriage decision, and the celeb- the celebration that comes along with it, as well as the uh, refugee illegal immigration crisis flooding cities with illegal immigrants that it's a recipe for disaster i mean they know they understand um just like we see with christianity in the middle east now because of the war-torn areas that have been uh dismantled by our destabilization tactics and then having the uh rebels or enemies given weapons by our military the Christians have all been run out of the Middle East from 2 million, uh, 3 million, 5 million Christians five years ago to under 300,000 today. This is the cultural <laughs> war that you're talking about. Right. They, you know, a divide along the class lines, the racial lines, the uh, gender lines, every way possible. And then they, they will put people in places where they... Or no, they're more prone to commit violent acts against other groups on purpose to we, never right. let the good crisis go to waste. We must understand that Islam is neither a religion not, uh, uh, nor a faith in a personal way as people in the West would understand a religion. It is a whole-encompassing political system wrapped up in a religious suit addressing every aspect of life of its adherence you must understand that so when muslim invaders this because this is an invasion this is a tactic that was used in the past and they even said as much and we talked about the right. crusades well, you got to go back into history though joe even and, the crusades they were right. refugees first yes crusaders were after when Muslim invaders or immigrants, if you so choose to call them that, refuse assimilation, and, and despite well, and despite everything else, they despise they despise immigration, by the way, or integration, rather. It is done as a political move. We we need to understand this is done as a political move, expressed in a religious overtone. Now, please understand this, because now this, uh, I'm citing from a book, actually, uh, in this case, uh, Modern Day Trojan Horse, uh, The Islamic Doctrine of Immigration. And I would highly recommend this book. It's by Sam Solomon and E.L. Makdizi. All right. Modern Day Trojan Horse. It, uh, we have, uh, I have nothing to gain by mentioning this, except this is where I'm citing from. But we, we you must understand, when Muslim, uh, immigrants or uh, the people here wrapped up or disguised or identified as immigrants and when they refuse assimilation and they outright despise integration it is done as a political move expressed with a religious overtone it would be in the interest of the host society whether it's in Europe, the UK or here in the United States and our national security to examine all requests for asylum for immigration, 
and especially from a socio-political angle, because for every Islamic doctrine is a political dictate among or aiming to establish itself by undoing the existing systems to control, rule, and dominate in every area. What they're saying here, they are coming to invade. The forces of Muhammad have arrived in America, and the battle for the heart and soul of America is already in progress, and we're losing that battle. Look at the president last yesterday in his speech. Look at the renegade more accurately. Yes. His, his anger, his, his disdain, uh, almost making a mockery. That's right. Of those who, who referred to this as radical Islam, while at the same time trying to justify the religion as a religion of peace and, and saying, you know, those who call it radical Islam, uh, basically, you know, are undermining their efforts to, you know, uh, win this battle and, um, you know, identifying the enemy under a different name is, is uh, you know, basically shenanigans. It was just crazy. They're, he's laughing at you. Him and his aides are laughing at you because you are he was clueless and angry. Right. Uh, right. According to one body language expert that that did a YouTube video on this, and um, for the smart quote of the day, I want to go to what Hillary Clinton said after the the tragedy in Orlando. People under FBI investigation should lose constitutional rights. Okay, well then, <laughs> all right. And I laugh because obviously she's under FBI investigation. The irony, right? Yeah. And folks, we're going to be taking calls tonight. Eight four four seven six nine two nine four four is the number. And we would like to talk about your take on the shooting mass mass shooting event in Orlando. That's that's kind of what we want to talk to you about. Um, so yeah, plan accordingly. Unless there's something else real real good that we're missing, uh, I haven't hit on that's important. Uh, Eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. You know we can take calls. Right, uh, start whenever you're. Well, you know, just understand we have before us a large army of Muslim invaders in this country, invited in this country into this country, brought forward by Obama and his minions, the globalists, to dis- to dilute the culture, the fabric, the religion of our country. Remember. The bigger picture. Always remember the bigger picture, because the the yo-yos and, and the mainstream media will not address this. The political right and even the uh, or the left and even the right won't address this. And those people who are just be be very very wary that we can lose our rights under the Second Amendment in a heartbeat with this administration with this regime. And yeah. I would just you know uh, prove my dad wrong. Prove the world wrong any muslims out there who like freedom who like living in america who are we'll say moderate as people say yeah, and who, I would who are call against them the violence, state, but that's all right they these are the people who have the ability to stop these tragic events from happening before anybody else especially if it's coming from um you know the radical islam well, over and, the- and, and if it's true that, you know, there are, uh, the vast majority of, of, of Muslims are horrified by these kind of acts, well then step up and, and do your part to call out this stuff where you see it. But see, they don't. They, they give these mealy mouth, uh, uh, apologetic style 
excuses. Well, this has nothing to do with Islam. Well, isn't it funny that, that the last how many attacks had everything to do with Islam? Don't buy into the lie. Don't give me these, these, these mealy mouth, mm, for uh, good. Workplace platitudes. Violence. Workplace violence, hate right. crimes, uh, you know, domestic anger, uh, <laughs> everything but what it is. The large army of Muslim, uh, invaders have worked, have been working fervently at their goal to take over, to change America. They've infiltrated the highest levels of government. We all know this. But the fact is, it's nothing less than converting Americans to Islam and turning America into an Islamic state, which is their goal in Sharia, is their goal, the Sharia law. And of course, the flag of, of Islam is already, the banner of Islam is already flying over the White House. We don't have to wait for that. I'm talking in a figurative sense, not in, a, in, a, in an actual sense. Sadly, However, in this battle, the most powerful nation on earth, America, we are losing ground on a daily basis. And this event on, on Sunday morning will change the course of history. When we look back, this will be the event. And every event that happens after this will be the event that will be looked upon and saying, okay, this is where they turned the corner because you, now you got you like got Syria the, with the, the big mouth right. You got the big mouth like O'Reilly out there yipping. We need gun control. This has nothing to do with guns. This has nothing to do with guns at all. This has everything to do with the ideology of Islam that is being pushed, used um, to to create the the uh, the uh, uh, what we're seeing the the environment that we're seeing right now. The, this past generation and even the past decade, especially the past decade, we have welcomed Muslims into this country, uh, those with malignant intent, and we have exhibited not just historical naivete, although that's there among the people, but that we have, we have seen, observed this tactic, this operational tactics in action. Um, there, no one has challenges, really few have challenges those who have, who have, um, come to this country. And we, DHS has been used, uh, ICE, C, uh, uh, border, uh, uh, customs and border enforcement, they've been used, as well as subcontractors, to take other than Mexicans from our border into the cities, into the heartland of America. Not for assimilation, but for conquest. The new Islamic invasion of this country is unlike those early stages of Islam, um, where they conquered most of the world with a sword. And this yeah. is being done by politics, and, and they're ad- just a tool. Well, right. I mean, right. They, they will carry out their agenda, trying to to start this civil unrest, this uh, you know martial law, uh, gun grabbing culture, and then they will be wiped out. Well, you know, I'm you serious. Know. Uh, I'm serious. I'm serious right now. Folks, if you value your rights under the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, yeah, I would go to a gun store and I would buy whatever is legal to purchase right now. Because you know, remember what happened after Sandy Hook. Remember that seven, eight hundred dollar AK-47 or AR-15 suddenly became two thousand dollars. And and could you buy uh, ammunition? <laughs> Couldn't find it. They're flying off the shelf. It's doubled and tripled it, in price in the last coming, years. And they, they don't go back down very quickly. But this Islamic invasion has made significant progress. There is a large army of, of, of 
warriors, Muslim warriors in this country, and this is not to scare you. This is Look just simply Europe. a matter of fact. They're throwing, I mean, I saw a, a family who lived in Sweden, a guy renting a house, so he's there a year with his two sons, was asked by the government to leave to make room for migrant families. Um, there's other examples like this all over uh, Europe, from Sweden to Germany. You have uh, politicians in Germany saying, if you don't like this new, uh, the new immigration, uh, get out. Then you leave the country, regardless if you've been citizens your whole life, if you were born here. You know, and and all, it's second only to Obama, that limp rent, uh, wristed panty waist uh, uh, Trudeau up north of us. Yeah, what a sorry excuse of a human being he is. We have all you know, fifty thousand homeless veterans here in this country, but you know these people can come from uh, overseas uh, and and get more benefits than people who are on uh, support uh, government benefit support. That, you know, an average of sixteen hundred dollars more, uh, I believe, or twenty six hundred dollars more a year. Um, you know, they're getting advantages that our veterans who fought and uh, you know have been wounded and and mentally and physically uh, who are suffering even today from the the sacrifices they made for our country, being thrown out on the streets, being left out on the streets without any help. Yet these people are being welcomed with open arms and given the money that should go to much more worthy uh, candidates. That's right. Um, let's go to calls. Well, wait, before we get to the calls, folks, let me just remind you about a great deal. And, I mean, a great company. Folks, Casper, let's talk about, really, let's talk right now about better nights and brighter days. Okay? Let's talk about your ability to have a great day because you had a great night's sleep. Oh man, I, I'll tell you something. I can, I, I can just. I love sleeping in a, on a Casper mattress. Never before have I had such great sleep. I've got back problems. I've got neck problems. I've got brain problems. Uh, all kinds of you know. I've got a <laughs> uh, lot of yeah. problems with respect to, to how I feel. And it, sometimes it used to take me you know five minutes really to get out of bed. Yeah. But now Casper mattress has done something for me that uh, I'm so thankful for them. Casper Mattress. And I've gotten so many emails from people who have purchased these mattresses and said, you know, I really didn't, I was, I, I, I believe you, but I, I thought you were overstating it. And boy, has Casper really come through for me. Um, I got an email the other day from, from a very satisfied customer about Casper Mattress. Well, they're on Casper Mattress. And I'm talking about Casper.com slash CFP Radio. That's where to go, casper.com slash CFP Radio. They are an online retailer of premium mattresses for just a fraction of the price. And folks, the mattress industry, they've inherently forced consumers to, into paying high, high markups. Man, you, you go to a showroom, not only, you know, can't you, I mean, can you decide if you like a mattress in two or three minutes in the showroom? And I think they might get a little bit peeved if you spend the night there. So Casper has is revolutionizing the mattress industry, not only by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers, you know, taking the showroom out of the equation and passing that savings directly on to you, but they also give you the ability to try it for 100 days, uh, to try it and to see if you like it. And I, of all the people I've talked to, I've not had one person say, boy, I don't like this. You see, 
the quality Casper mattress provides resilience, a long-lasting support of comfort. It's a, it's a one-of-a-kind mattress. It's a new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. Oh, I, I wish I would have thought of that. Now, mattresses can cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses, well, they cost between 500 for a twin-size mattress, 600 for a twin XL. Uh, uh, 750 for a full-size, 850 for a queen-size, 950 for a king-size mattress. Most people pay two, two and a half, mm-hmm. three times that. Mm-hmm. Now, Casper understands that buying mattresses online can have consumers wondering, well, how is this possible? But buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. They offer free delivery. And returns within a 100-day period. It's really that simple, folks. Look, you're lying on bed for four minutes in the showroom. Ain't going to do it. It's got no correlation to whether the, uh, the bed is right for you. That's why Casper has turned the buying process into a risk-free experience. They understand the importance of really trying out a mattress. And in, in all reality, you spend a 30-year life on Think about it. How long do you spend in bed? They've got an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Just the right sink, just the right bounce. Two technologies, a hybrid latex foam and memory foam. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. Just try sleeping on it, folks, for 100 days. Free delivery, painless returns. And you know what? Can't beat that. They're made in America, too. And as I mentioned, 500 for a twin size, 950 for a king-size mattress. Compare that to industry averages. That's an outstanding 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 price point now our url casper.com slash cfp radio that's casper.com slash cfp radio and you can get by going there look there they've got a special for hagman and hagman listeners you get 50 dollars toward any mattress purchase you've got to use you first of all you've got to go to casper.com slash cfp radio then you've got to use cfp radio in as a promo code. So, casper.com slash CFP radio. Our promo code is CFP radio. Now, terms and conditions do apply. Look on the screenshot right there if you're watching it. What a beautiful mattress. You can live the dream. Again, casper.com slash CFP radio. Casper.com slash CFP radio. Promo code CFP radio. CFP Radio is a promo code. Casper.com slash CFP. All right. Fantastic. All right. There we go. Let's get to some callers. We do have a full bank of callers. We are going to start with Gina in California. Gina, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Oh, hi. Thankful for your show and everything that you guys do and that we're able to call in and share our stories. So, um, before Obama was elected, I was struggling deciding who to vote for, and I was shown that uh, his name means abomination, and so I didn't vote that year. And then, um, so the whole presidency, I've been watching unfold like a bad movie, you know, just knowing from the beginning of it that it... uh, didn't feel right and even the name didn't sound right and so uh, sometimes I get dreams and they've actually happened and I've had a few visions but in um, the summer of 2014 I was in my living room and I had a vision of 
a lot of army ants on the border of California and Mexico. And so I guess this was like, like a parable, like seeing like ISIS like ants. And, um, I was shown that California and Texas were given back as a part of America's financial debt that we don't have money, but we have land resources. And so I seen all the ants running across the border and it was supposed to be trade agreement land for debt between America and Mexico, but most of the ants were ISIS. And so I was in the daytime just sitting in my living room and I was seeing a vision, I saw all that, and then I was transported to LA, like in this vision that I was seeing in my living room, it started with the ants. And I was, I was standing in Los Angeles, where I'm from, the, sky, the skies turned orange, and it was like volcanoes were erupting, and this was at the same time that this army of ants was swarming over, like in massive numbers. The city started burning, and um, people were saying, I can remember clearly in the vision, they were saying, this should have never happened. This should have never happened. This should have never happened. And they looked like silhouettes. I couldn't see anyone's faces. They were just, you know, like dark shadow people, and the skies were red. Everything was on fire. And they were holding their hands up, and I seen um, the army ants now had turned into men, and they were wearing black robes, with black hoods, and they had like curved knives. And I thought, why wouldn't they use guns like if these people are killing people, but they were using knives. And this was in 014 in the, in the summer, so before a lot of the ISIS news was coming out. And I didn't really know what this army was that looked like that. And over the past few years, I figured it out, it was ISIS. And so um, I just wanted to call in and share that vision that I had. Do you, do you, do you feel, you know, so that, I mean, do, do you feel it's, it's, um, I mean, I, obviously this is what we're seeing, right? Yes. And it was so impactful, the vision, like I say, I was in my living room in Northern California, but I was seeing my hometown and not only did I hear the people saying this should have never have happened as they were dying, but, um, I could feel their feelings and what I felt was terror. And I fell to my knees and I started crying and I just asked the Lord for mercy and he showed me after that that there was like militias of people with guns that were falling back that were surviving because they had weapons and that this army had made it past Sacramento but they really couldn't get in the mountains and that uh Christians and Patriots were surviving in like packs of groups, but basically the cities were being annihilated. The Lord showed me like an overview and the close-ups. And um, so I moved. I was more southern, southern location at this time, but I moved to a more northern location. And then when I moved to my new house, I was like, I don't know if I believe in those visions. Like that's crazy. Maybe I was tired and. 
why did I move? But the day the mover came, uh, he was introduced to me and the people was like, this is Noah and he's here to bring your furniture in the house. And that to me was confirmation because I never met a Noah in my life. And I was like, okay, I did the right thing. I moved away from trouble, just like Mary and Jesus did when they they left to go have baby Jesus. I mean, um, Mary and Joseph to go have baby Jesus. They they were told to get out of the way. The trouble was coming. So I did the same thing. Wow. And now, do you feel safer where you're at? And Because a lot of, a lot of people believe. I do. Yeah. I feel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I, I was shown like, one last part. I was so after I moved here and and Noah moved me in my house. I was shown that the militias were falling back and people that were protecting themselves were better off than the ones standing there saying this should have never happened. And then I sent uh, fire and brimstone raining from the sky, and the east coast go like totally dark, but on the west coast there was like fireballs and. uh there was floods of water flooding in, and, and right. I was shown that the Lord had actually used the floods to push back these invading armies, and that there was selective um, protection going on. There were people that were protected, that were sealed with the Holy Spirit, and then uh, the Lord was intervening. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I do. I, I do think that there will be divine intervention, and, and you know, we, as much as I say that we must protect ourselves physically, and I, I do that. I do believe that we have to also. Our hearts must be right when we do so, and um, we have to, uh, uh, you know, we have to rely on God to uh, to show us the way. And I think that's kind of what you're what you're saying as well. But uh, interesting how how that all played out, and I'm glad you you feel safer where you're at. But I think in the longer term, I I, I think I think it's we're all going to be um, whether it's whether it's uh, uh, Kalispell or or Miami or Los Angeles. I, I think we're all going to have have a battle on our hands. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, and I was shown that our best weapon is the Bible. That yes. That will be our our main source of protection. That that yeah. to just be filled with the Word, and that nothing can come against being filled with Jesus. If you're filled with Jesus, then, as it says, I think in Psalms 91, a thousand will fall at your side, but you'll be standing. And that's what I was seeing in the visions that all this stuff was happening, but I was standing there just look, looking on. Yeah. A lot of people having similar visions, similar dreams, similar uh, uh, insights, and uh, you know it, it, it tells me the time is short. Gina, God bless you. Thank you for sharing that with us, Noah. Thank you huh. very much. Wow. God bless God you bless too. You. Have a good night, and Gina. Thanks Thank for you. listening too, and thanks for being part of our show. Mm. Okay. Bye bye. Good night. Excellent call. We are going to go to. Uh, Jeff in Massachusetts next. Jeff, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Oh, thank thank you very much, man. Well, very important. Alex Jones had a video that that said ISIS will attack six cities. Guess what one of those cities are? Boston. Sure. And and I'm telling you something, I was blown back when I heard that. It doesn't surprise me. I've been saying that for years. 
But the thing is, now it's come to a head. And and the thing is, we're in the month we're in the month of Ramadan. Yes, we and, are. And I I tell people stay out of Boston, or I mean, or I mean, there's six, there's five other cities on that list. But but my concern is stay out of Boston until Ramadan is over. When Ramadan is over, which is July the fifth, I mean that's that's when I believe things will be safe again, somewhat, until until the until the election's over, or until New Year's Eve or some big event. But but here's my main point. Um, the thing is, uh, people don't get it. They they really they really don't get it. Um, when, it, when, it when it comes to, to Islam and so forth, these people are snakes, and 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 our Muslim in chief allowed them to come into this country. Now now let's just be practical here. There are solutions, but they'll never be done. Uh, Eisenhower had Operation Wetback. Um, let's see. In in World War Two, they they detained Japanese, Germans, and Italians. So 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 the thing is, will we hit a level in America if we have a real right wing president? Will there be a day where Middle Easterners and Muslims be interned, put into camps, and then thrown out of the country? Will will mosques be shut down? Will these things occur? Will there, will there be retribution, which which means white rednecks will rise up and attack Muslims, even the innocent ones? Because there's a lot of good Muslims out there that, that are just good people that that don't believe the hogwash that Islam gives them. But they're but still they're they're nonetheless Muslims. But but they're good people. I have friends of mine that are Muslim. So so the thing is, um, when 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 will the breaking point be? And and I I just how how big do you think it's going to get? I mean, because because this could have happened in a supermarket, this could have happened in a church, this could have happened in a synagogue. Though I don't care for homosexuals and I don't miss the gay bar. Guess what? The Muslims will go after any target that involves non-Muslims, and this is Ramadan. And and people voted for Obama for the bacon. It's just as simple as that. They didn't vote for him because he's black. They voted for him because because they're getting the gravy train, and and that's why people are going crazy over Trump. What do you think, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're right. Um, I've I've I truly believe that the mosques, especially the the ones that are Saudi funded, and, and people must understand the construction of mosques and Islamic centers in this country, and especially the big ones uh, for, that are funded by Saudi Arabia, are... Like the Boston Islamic Center. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and I, I did a lot of research on the Boston Islamic Center, and look where that money is coming from. And look at the 9-11 report where the 28 pages were, were expunged or redacted. Those two things are, are seemingly disparate. However, at the core, at the epicenter, is this theology, this belief, the ideology that Islam is here in this country to gain a foothold for the conquest of this country. And people that, that believe coexistence is possible when, in fact, clearly defined by the Quran, by the Hadith, and well into the surahs of the Quran, it states that, no, you go to a country, you take over that country, and you use, essentially, and now, now this is um, not, uh, I mean, you use your, 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 your mosques, Islamic centers, as beachheads to do this, and there's a lot of seditious talk based on 
uh, based on people that that have done the research. If you talk with, wow. uh, you know, Steve Emerson um, oh, and Steve others, Emerson's my hero. Well, I'll tell you something. He 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 has done a lot of research, um, and other uh, Robert Spencer, Wally, yeah, Spencer, uh, Wally Schubert, um and others have proven that and have offered uh, evidence. I shouldn't say proven. Have offered evidence of seditious uh, talk emanating from the imams of these mosques. And, and they should be arrested immediately. That's uh, immediately right. Sent, so and, and I have another question for you, too. Um, the thing is, how, how is this guy able to pass a background check? Because, you see, I have a gun license in two states, Chelsea, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. I have a guard card for New Hampshire. I, I have a hazmat clearance on my license. And, 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 the th- and the thing is, and this guy works at a higher level security than I do. I mean, I work at, I work at high level security, but, but, but G4S, these people, they, they probably have to have a top secret clearance to basically work there, or a secret one anyways. And here's, a, and here's another thing too, is, which is, it's kind of a curveball, but, but, but here's the thing, organized gang stalking. If organized gang stalking is supposed to be so good, why didn't they, why, why didn't they gang stalk this guy into scaring him to, to not do this? I mean, if, if gang stalking is supposed to be so effective, why are they using it on guys like me and well, you and other yeah. patriots and Christians? Well, you know, it goes back to intent. It goes back to the people involved. There is an agenda here, all right? And, and the agenda, now, um, just so we're clear, all right? And, and I, and I, and I, in my opinion, uh, gave my opinion as, is what Islam is. But, in most people on the internet, most people who are, um, conservative will stop there, okay, and say, okay, Islam is this, and we have to do something. Yeah, much like Donald Trump says, look, we have to stem the, uh, stem the, uh, Muslim immigration into this country. I agree with that. But then you have to take a look at the larger picture of how the Muslims are being used and manipulated as tools, as pawns in the game of the globalists. It doesn't That's stop. A true statement. You know? So, so that, that, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to interrupt because I don't have too much time. The thing is, no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But the thing is, this guy at his workplace was talking about killing people. Sure. In, in, in my years of talking to people, I've never talked about killing people. But guess what? I'm gang stalked. How, how come it's the patriots and the conservatives and the Christians and so forth that, 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 that have to tolerate this organized gang stalking, but the Muslims get a free pass? Because that that's the way. Why? Why is Jay yeah. Johnson? Why is Jay Johnson talking about the uh, radical right wing being more dangerous or as dangerous as Islamic terrorists? Jeff, it's because of the infiltration at the highest levels of our, of our government, the Muslim Islamic bias, the agenda, and the the uh, uh, the seat, the the. Um, uh, attempt to, uh, or, or the desire for the seat at the globalist table. This is what we're seeing. That it's is because you know, that is such a true statement because because this started happening to me when I went against the SEIU at my at my at the last company I worked for. That's when it started. Was was when I really started mouthing off against the left, Islam, homosexuality. Sure. I mean, I was going full bore, and I didn't care. And, and somebody high up took notice. And plus, I was getting on a ton of talk shows, which I retired from mainstream radio. And, 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 and the thing is, but guess what? I never, I never threatened to kill anybody. I just, I just said my, my thoughts 
of what was in the Bible and things like that, and and so forth. I'm harmless. And and the funny thing is, I, I have all these I have all these clearances myself. I, don't, I just don't have a secret one, but I have a twig card and I have other stuff like that. And 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 it, and I, I bet you this conspiracy is done by government contractors. They're contracted by the government, but government, but they're not attached to the government. Look, this guy was a government contractor. He shipped out other than Muslims, and Islam and homosexuality are other than two, Mexicans. Other than Mexicans. Yeah, other than Mexicans. Yeah, you're right. Other than Mexicans and so forth. So this guy was was embedded practically. In Homeland Security through a contractor, which is which is it's well it's Whack and Hut. Let's just be blunt. Whack and Hut true, true. does does all these high level gigs. They, they do the nuclear plants. Can you imagine this Joker working on a nuclear plant? That would scare the crap out of me. And that's a and that's a secret clearance right right off the bat to get any of these jobs. And 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 to get a secret clearance, do you realize what you have to do to get one of those things? Well, yeah, I'm not sure, uh, Jeff. I'm not sure what his clearance level was. That that that, that doesn't really matter. The fact that he was able to um, maintain a position that allowed him to be armed when when he was subjected to not two but three FBI investigations as a terrorist, Islamic terrorist. Do you think for one moment that if uh, if he was a right wing Christian, uh, Bible believing? Individual that he would be allowed in that position? Of course not. The bias of, of, is of course not. They yeah. would they would they would flag him right away. And, and another another thing too is, um, I I I you, I mean the the thing is, in, where I live in Massachusetts, though I have a gun license, I I can't carry a gun with me to work. I in other words, even 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 in the place where, where I live and so forth, there's a lot of restrictions on being able to carry a gun, like. Like like uh, people talk about being able to carry a gun here, there, and everywhere. If if if, if I ever carried a gun on my hip in the Boston area, I would have jaws hit the floor, and I'd have the police question me. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I mean, it's yeah. It's, Pennsylvania people, Jeff's an open carry state too, and then you'd have the the same reaction here. And uh, sorry, we're gonna have to cut you short, Jeff. But we were at the enough. top of the uh, hour guys, break. Men, Doug and Joe, I thank you. God bless you. Have a good one, men. God bless you too. Thanks for the call, Jeff. All right. Yeah, there's there's so much wrong right now with all of this, Joe. There's so much wrong. There's so much wrong that we are not being told the truth. They are suppressing the truth. They meaning the the government, the, the facilitating media. You know, people like Samantha B. Okay, I don't know how many people. I don't watch that show. I just watch some of the clips. Okay. Well, you know what. I'm not even going to give her the uh, airtime. To, to, or I'm not even going to give her the, the, the. It's just the people who are out to brainwash others, us, to change our culture, our religion, our beliefs. That's right. To bully us into that. That's that's sad. We'll be right back with Matt, Tweet, Dave, Anne, and Rachel right after this. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network.
Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. Welcome back, folks, to this final hour of the Hagman Hagman Report, taking your calls, taking your calls right now on Open Line Wednesday. Uh, whatever's on your mind, uh, kind of focusing on Islam as it is a threat to the United States, and in particular the shooting in Orlando at the uh, homosexual nightclub. Got an email, numerous emails about tonight's show, uh, one from Bob and Maggie, two great, wonderful people, Bob, uh, uh, long-time law enforcement. Maggie writes this, uh, you know, I, f- I felt God tell me, do not fear the future. I am already there waiting for you. Total, fl- total peace flooded my heart. You know, that's exactly how we should feel. We should feel at peace, even in a world of chaos, even in the, in the chaos that surrounds us, because we know um, you know, in our Christian walk, in our Christian faith, we know that, uh, well, we, we know that God, we are, we are, um, we know where we're going. I, I mean, if you don't, then you need to hit your knees tonight and, and, and do a lot of praying. But, but see, we, we can't approach this with, uh, with unrighteousness. We have to, we have to have a righteous, we have to be righteously angry, and I think we have the basis for that. Uh, another email I want to, uh, read here, and a lot of people are in this, in this, they're in this camp. And if you are, don't worry. This from Lisa. And I'm just gonna paraphrase her very quickly. Lisa writes this, uh, you know, I'm very awake. But, but my husband, my family, they're, they're asleep as to what's going on today. What do you do? What do you do? That's the gist of it. You know, she, she writes that I'm very awake as to what's going on today. I've been listening to your show for many months. I look forward to listening after work. Uh, I've been watching the false flags and the ongoing activity with other disturbing activity going on across the United States. You know, I attempt on many occasions to speak with my husband to get him to be aware and online with my knowledge so that both of us 
so that we together can make plans in case of the worsening U.S. events. But he becomes very upset, hostile, and does not want to listen. Well, you know, we have that same problem here. Don't think that everything is, is rosy here either. Um, now, my wife, you know, she was slow to come to the realization kind of like I was with Steve Quayle. I mean, you asked Steve Quayle, hey, how was Doug back, you know, when you first met him? And, and he'll tell you he was such a, a, a moron. And I, I admit that, okay? I, I mean, really, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was a moron. I was an idiot. Bullheaded. It, 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 it takes, at some point, it takes, in my view anyway, um... It takes something hitting close to home. It takes, it, 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 it doesn't have to be a 9-11. It doesn't have to be a shooting like this. Um, in my view, it, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna take a, a very compassionate, very loving, and very persistent effort on your part, Lisa, and, and others with family members. Now, if you care about a person, I always say the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. Because if you really didn't love someone, why even bother? Really, why bother talking with them or trying to help them? Just blow them off. Do what I do with email. Delete the emails that that are you know the 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 ones that. And the subject line is, you know, F you. All right. I, I know by opening it, I'm not going to get, you know, a loving message. So, okay. Delete. My delete button's worn out, by the way. But see, okay. And, and, and folks, I'd like to hear from you if, if you were in that position as well. And you, you, I'd like to hear success stories or how you got your family member to change, to go from, Huh. Well, you're you're full of not you're full of beans, man. You're nuts. You're crazy. Things are fine. The, the economy is great. And uh, were you in that position? Even if you yourself, I mean, me it took me a very persistent and very loving Steve Quayle to say, "Hey, Doug, look, look here are the facts." Now, from our investigative position, Joe and mine, and even Joe, Joe, I frustrated him tremendously. I'm good. Let me tell you something. You know, ladies, if I was single, you would not want to be married to me. All right, because I'm a piece of work. Just ask my wife. Man, is he a piece of work? Because I'm bullheaded. I really am. So it takes a loving patience, and it takes a persistence. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of effort. But I think change from Joe and, and help me out on this too. I think change comes from within. I don't think you can convince anyone of anything if they are so bullheaded that they tune you out. Just don't think you can, you're going to convince them. I think it's got to come from the person that you're talking to. It's going to have to come from within their, within their deep souls. Mm-hmm. You know, pray. I mean, I pray. And if we're not praying, by the way, if you're not right now, in light of last the 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 shooting massacre, and in light of the actions of the renegade 
the Muslim in chief in the White House and, and the the lawmakers, and now some of the conservative, so-called conservative media, um, folding and saying, "Yeah, we need gun control." If you're not concerned, then you're not paying attention, or you're a moron, like I was. Uh, you can't fix stupid. I mean, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but really, there's sometimes you just can't argue. You, or not argue, you can't debate. I don't know what else to say. But, but, but Lisa, don't, don't lose hope. And people in that position, don't lose hope. Do what you gotta do. And if you have to be the leader in your family, then do that. Because there, there may come a time, even if you have to, without the consent, I don't want to say without the knowledge, but I don't, it depends on what kind of marriage you have. I mean, my wife and I, for example, we have a standing uh, agreement that, if, you know, uh, if you want, if you need to buy something for $50, so there, there's a, there's a cutoff there. Okay. You can do it on your own. Otherwise, we get, it's got to be a mutual decision. I mean, it's a very low amount, so. But if, with that money, maybe you, maybe you can go out and buy extra provisions. Uh, be the leader. It's tough. Be the leader. And if you're, if you're the husband in the, in the situation, well, you've got a different role. You better be the leader. Joe. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. We're going to go to Matt in New Hampshire. Thanks for holding, Matt. You are live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hold on. Okay. There you go, Matt. Hey, we're new at this. Matt, are you there? Um, Eric, pull up the... Con- uh, the- yeah, we, we, we might be having a little operator error issue here, or a little, uh, a computer issue on our end here. I'm seeing a strange that, uh, when we bring somebody on air, usually the, it says on air in red, but instead it says it's in blue and it has the number two next to it, which is strange. You, you know, in response to what I said, uh, um, and, the, and it did, um, okay. Matt, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me now? There we go. All right. Now, loud and clear, man. It's oh, like you're God. sitting right next okay. to us. Oh, man. Good. All right. Oh, that, that's great. I'm, I'm glad I'm next to you. Get a cup of coffee, Doug. Um, <laughs> Purple stick. Hey, uh, in, in response, I, I started talking about uh, that email that you had said about. And you're, well, does anyone have the answer for the people that aren't awake in your family? Um, no, but I think that the solution is uh, and, and the first thing that's on my mind that I, I have a bunch of um, post-its that I wrote notes down on and I stuck them together. The thing's about three foot tall now um, since I've been waiting to get on air with you. But the first thing is the is unity and prayer amongst all the Christians, guys. Um, and I, I've called them before, told you guys, yeah, well, you know, full disclosure, I'm a Catholic. Um, for example, Ted Brewer, I don't agree with some of the things that he says, but you know what? We're all Christians, and 
I, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to disparage the guy because he's still a brother in Christ. We're both members of the body of Christ. We're all there. And Doug, you always talk about this and you're so right. If we don't, if, if we don't get together as brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, we're going to have a bigger problem than what we already have. And this, this goes full circle to all of my notes and it goes back to the nightclub. Um, and it goes back to something else too. So the next thing, Doug, you had said, I think it was in the first hour, you were talking about how wound up this kid was and what type of a cocktail is that that this kid is, you know, with, with the, with the homosexual tendencies, with the, with the Muslim, with, with the, the, you know, Sharia law, having a wife, having a kid, having a father that's running for president. Are you kidding me? Right? So then you take that, mix it up with alcohol, and then you mix it up with, with, you know, don't say, you can't say that Muslim. You can't talk about the, the mosque. Don't investigate anything and assume anything because they're good, you know, it's insane. What, how many of, so my question about that, and this is rhetorical, is how many more of those people are like this guy that are out there waiting, that are ticking time bombs that maybe MK Ultra is going to set off, or that they're just, you know, they're just going to get activated by DHS and say, oh, you got to go, you know, we got to, we got something going on. And, you know, or did it even happen? Because where are the bodies? Where, where's the videotape from inside the nightclub? Okay. And, and that's one thing. So I don't know. Do you have any comments about anything so far? Or, Cause I, well, I, I, I think you're, you know, I, I think on. you're, I just want to echo a couple of things. Number one, you know, um, I have to say, look, uh, uh, for example, when you started out, you said the, that, uh, you know, you don't agree, for example, with some things Ted Brewer says. I don't either. And, and Ted knows it. And we agree that that we we have differing opinions on certain things that's okay you know i mean so, so we need to understand that as christians about um that does it really matter does our salvation really is that contingent upon agreeing whether um the the nephilim were um you know, or the number of, yeah, of the Nephilim, or, you know, it, 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 it doesn't really matter. So, but, but, but in the larger sense and in the issues of salvation, do you, you know, agree? Yes, we, but see, you're so right. The, what is going to bring this, uh, our, the, the body of the church down, I believe, is the discord from within caused by, um, well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but but trust me when I say there are people that that are yeah, but they're exactly, but they're not just henpecking or ankle biters. They are people who are acting as the accuser of the brethren, uh, judge, jury, and at some point executioner. And and we are not. I mean, these people are more than a distraction. They're they're they're. They're problematic in a number of ways, but but aside from that, we have to understand. I think we, as a Christian body, must understand the threats we face, the enormity of the threat that that we have, and we better wake up in a real big hurry because a lot of blood 
and a lot a lot a lot of blood will be shed and a lot of lives will be lost if we don't and unnecessarily needlessly so yes sir that's the only thing i wanted to say but but you're exactly right okay. and the other thing you meant well one more thing the other thing you mentioned the Manchurian type candidates. I do believe that there are a lot of uh, a lot of Manchurian candidates out there, and by that, folks, look, you don't have to agree with me on this, or 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 this caller on this, but just do your homework and understand the neurolinguistic programming that we're all subjected to even now, and of course all of the uh, CIA uh, and Western intelligence programs that we have been subjected to. Understand that 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 there's everlasting consequences from this. Numerous consequences from this, plus the Islamic cult of Islam, and I say this cult of Islam. This is me saying it is predisposed to this type of violence. So please, folks, understand the threat and understand the enormity of it. But go ahead, sir. It is it, it, no, you're exactly right. It is a cult. They're they're fanatics. They'll stone you. Oh well, you know if you adultery us, don't them. You know, or or it's you know kill them. Why, why are you going to kill them? They're homosexual. Are you kidding? It's it's insane. What? So what it, yes, I I agree with you 100 percent that it's a call. Um, a couple things. The the last caller that was there from Massachusetts, um, he was talking about Boston being on the attack list or possible cities of, of six that were listed for uh, attack. Um, now I live in New Hampshire. I, I travel down into the city all the time. Um, and I'm, I'm very, you know, New Hampshire obviously is right on top of Massachusetts. So I, I grew up in Massachusetts. I have family members that still live there, but I, I chose to leave when Mike Dukak, Mike, Mike Dukakis was there because it was Massachusetts at the time when I was 18 years old and I never looked back. I've been in New Hampshire since. Um, but you know, I still go and down there and do things. So Sunday, Fenway Park. Uh, the Red Sox were out of town and Fenway Park was used by Department of Homeland Security for a, uh, a drill. Okay. A shooter drill. And they actually brought volunteers in and had people in the park. They simulated gas. They simulated gunpowder. Uh, there's a guy, Richie from Boston, uh, that is on YouTube that goes around Pretty good, pretty good guy, local guy. And he was being tracked down by EHS. Uh, it wasn't, it not only was it Homeland Security, um, but there was also Border Patrol was there, the Massachusetts State Police, Boston Police, the Transit Police, the Amtrak Railroad Police. Um, every, every police agency that you could come up with was there. Uh, even New Hampshire State Police were there. So there was obviously yeah. the FBI was, you know, and, and it was just so they were actually shutting him down. Multi-agency counterterrorism exercise uh, that included right. a number of agencies and personnel. Yes. Yeah, and they were actually shutting this guy down while he was walking around on the open streets, videotaping what they're doing. They're telling him you can't videotape. Shut it down. Um, he's on YouTube as Richie uh, from Boston. If anyone wants to look for it. And he was, you know, he actually changed. He put a bandana on his head and did some other things so that they wouldn't, you know, pick on. But anyway, so my, what's my feeling about that? I think that Boston is a target. And I almost think that the, the guy that we were talking to there from Chelsea or from Somerville, wherever he was from, uh, may be right that there, there's going to be something that happens there. 
and I would actually look at possibly a Fenway Park um, because that that's just like a cornerstone in Boston. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I don't want to see that happen, but you never know. Um, the next thing that I, I wanted to throw at you guys was Jay Johnson, and I don't know if you guys you guys talked about him. I, I missed part of the first hour. He said flat out, gun control is a national security issue. It is now going to be under Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security. Okay? Gun control is a national security issue. Matt, Matt, I'm so glad people better pay attention to the Doug, to that Doug, statement. That is that is that is insane because everything that they're doing in the name of national security, oh, they're going to save us from ourselves because Barack Obama said it's the Americans that are the terrorists in his little two minute and two second speech that the whole thing was a 360 backwards lie about everything that he said. And that's in the name of national security, they, Jay Johnson, is going to start going after gun control, everybody. We are, and and again, this goes full circle back to what I said about Christian unity in prayer. And Christian unity, forget Christian unity, Christian patriot believers in our country. It goes back to that where we all have to, we have to unite, not divide, because they're counting on us being divided. And if we're divided, we aren't going to do anything, and they're going to be able to do what they want. But if we stand together with the patriots, with even, you know, with with the the truthers, the persons of the truthers, with the Christians, the Catholics, the the Baptists, the the evangelicals, whoever it is, the people that believe in us, what we grew up. I'm, I'm 48. I grew up knowing. I remember 1976. I remember that celebration as a child. And it was the most magical day, the July 4th of 1976. It was a magical day that I'll never forget. Because I centennial minutes. It. Yeah. And, and, and it was, and that was, I was in Massachusetts in Sturbridge. And there's a place out here called Old Sturbridge Village where it's a, a reenactment place, but they shut down the town. And you have these guys marching down the street as patriots. And it went down to the town common, and they did fireworks. And they did a, a it was it was amazing. And from being there to where we are today, we've gone the wrong direction. And it's it's we don't have anybody else to blame but ourselves. That's and right. I, I, God, please help us. God, please help us. And people, Agman listeners, whether you're in Europe, if you're in Europe, support the Brit exit. Okay, support it. That has to happen. And whether you're in Australia, you know, don't give up anymore if you're guns. If, if you're in Canada, you know, call up the, the, the idiots that are saying that oral sex with animals is okay, then tell them no. Or if you're here in the United States, we got to start calling 
who who was it? It was this this the, of all people, Mitch McConnell. Oh, we got to start looking at the loopholes for purchasing guns for people that are on the terror watch list. Maybe that's with that's a quote from Mitch McConnell. I just heard on 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 the the news while you guys were at commercial. Yep. So, you know, also, and then the one other thing, okay? So going back to winding up in this guy being a cocktail, a crazy cocktail of, you know, that that's just a, and whether or not it happened, because I'm still not convinced that it happened. Um, and Doug, I, I, you're an investigator. I think you know what I'm thinking or where I'm going with that or why. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen all the proof yet. I, I, where's the proof? Okay, but yeah. now you take that group, you take that group, that candidate, and then you mix it with how many forty-eight million people that are on ABT and SNAP? Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Because that's that's a whole other thing that's still that's still unresolved. Yep. So why why is that on, on what the today's the fifteenth, right? And. Uh, uh. Yeah, okay. So, you take, now, you look at where we're going. What's next month down the road from you guys, right? Sure. What's going on? And, you know, I mean, this is, it's a party. this is where I think, right, I think that they, they're, they're, they're fanning, they're fanning the, the sparks right now. They're trying to get the flame going. And, again, this goes back to the whole thing about my whole call. Unity and prayer. We have to, you know, everybody's got to pray every day, harder, longer, more, asking God to protect his people, asking God to, you know, I, I, I think that we're, you know, we're basically too late. I think that we've turned ourselves upside down. But at the same time, I think like what Gina was saying earlier on, that, you know, is God going to take care of his people? Yes. The people that are in, are, are, are in grace, God's grace, He's going to help them. He's going to protect them, get through, and, you know, whatever the case is there. But we as a whole on a country, because we've done this to ourselves, we've been warned, He's taken away His blessing. You know, God's taken, a, God shed His grace on me, and, you know, crown that good. It's, He's pulled His blessing away from us. I, I, I do, I do believe, um, and Joe and I were talking about this earlier, um, I do believe that the hedge of protection, because of our behavior, because of our, um, submission, acquiescence and to, uh, immorality, immoral behavior, the choices that we have made, not, uh, or that we have actually, uh, uh, allowed without, uh, I mean, to, to be implemented without our, without us standing up and saying, no, you can't do that, uh, from abortion to taking prayer out of schools, all of this. Yes, I do believe that there is a judgment factor here where God is, uh, uh, judging us. I think it's a process. I don't think it's, a, it's, you know, one, one and done. I think it's, I think that judgment is a process. And I think we are under judgment for that, for the sins, for immorality. And I think that we, there will be judgment made, rendered for people who choose not to do anything, even in light of the, uh, uh goings on right now. So yeah, um, yeah, you're right. 
Matt, we're gonna have to move on, but I want to thank you for for your call and and for uh, the insight tonight. And you have a good night. God bless you. Thanks, Matt. Okay, guys, uh, take care, and I'll keep praying. And if everyone else do that, it'd be great. We need to pray. Amen. Absolutely. Have a good night. Good night, guys. All right. Good point. I mean, you know that that that's at the heart of all of this. Pray as Christians and 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 unify. All right. Eric, I don't know if I have any control. Yeah, over well, Eric, why don't we just pop? We, we got uh, surprises. Tweet, Eric. tweet, tweet. In California. Let's, let's tweet something out. By the way, Twitter, uh, Twitter ought to be ashamed of themselves. Uh, Twitter, you should be ashamed of yourself. Facebook, you should be ashamed of yourself. These morons from Silicon Valley that run this, these these uh, intellectually deficit morons, uh, spiritually and uh, spiritually bankrupt people. I mean, come on, you are censoring the truth. But I digress. We'll go to Rachel in Illinois. Thanks for holding. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Rachel. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Hi, thanks guys for taking my call. I just wanted to say um, God bless you for your bravery, and I'm just so appreciative of everything that you guys do. I um, I have a couple of quick little questions here. I just wanted to know if you guys had heard about the um, DHS.gov website issued a statement today stating that starting tomorrow through November 15th, we are now on a global threat advisory and be alert to increase law enforcement presence and security in your areas. Did you guys see this today? No. The, uh, well, Joe FEMA, did, yeah. The FEMA you doing were the, about um, uh, preparing for some kind of event taking place. Uh, they are well, doing saw, training, yeah. Um, well, I don't, know, I don't know if that's the same thing that I saw today or not, but it was like DHS.gov that they're doing something between tomorrow and November 15th. To be alert to like warn law enforcement presence in your areas. So I just I thought here we go, martial law, it's coming down. But maybe I'm repeating somebody something that you guys have already said today. I am looking on this. Uh, no, okay, separate from what I have seen earlier today. Yeah, you're. It's we're not sure, Rachel. Um, Go ahead and, and and explain more of this because this is a different uh, uh, type or di- different iteration of what we've what we're seeing here. So so if okay, you want to explain me, this yeah. again, sure. Let me pull this up. I have it right here. Um, sorry guys, you need to pull this up. Okay, DHS.gov. It right. says. Um, let me see here. Issued June fifteenth expires November fifteenth two thousand sixteen. Are you guys seeing that? Okay, yeah, we, yeah, we have got it, it right we here. There's it, yeah. a, a one page PDF. Um, yes. And yes, the the details here. Uh, there, it's a U.S. government counterterrorism right. uh, effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The DHS okay. and FBI. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that or not. Uh, I've never no. seen anything like that before. And, and thank you for pointing it out to us. This is something that uh, there are hyperlinks in here, um, hyperlinks to fusion centers, FBI field offices, and pre-operational planning, as well as international yeah. travel alerts and warnings. Right. No, this is uh, awesome. We'll take says, a look at this. Yeah, it was interesting. It said that the public will may observe increased law enforcement security presence across your communities and public places and at events um, with more canine units and screening technologies. So I thought this is very interesting and people should be aware of this. This is a good find. Um, 
Wow. Okay. This is a really good find. I'm looking at this now, and it was, again, it was issued today. Yeah. Um, this is something in addition. See, okay, yeah, without getting into a lot of detail about uh, well, the it's information we It starts, had. it says, in December, we described a new phase of the global threat environment, right. and then it goes on in the next two, uh, two sentences later, the tragic events of Orlando... Mm-hmm. Several days ago, reinforced this, and what the reinforces, what in their own words is concern about violent homegrown yeah. terrorists. Okay, so they're, okay, so they're talking. They are talking about the right. Okay, not about the Islamic threat, but about the no homegrown us. Right, us. That's right. Christians that are patriots. It's it's. I can't. I couldn't believe it when I saw this. I was willing to wait as long as I had to to tell you guys about this. Wow, this is a good find, and and uh, we're, we'll, if possible, Rhonda or JD, you know, if, if someone uh, put this up. Uh, it's interesting, as you pointed out, they don't list the Islamic terror threat, but well, they list no. San Bernardino, they yeah. list Paris, they list Brussels, and they list Orlando, all carried out by radical Islamic terrorists. But I love how they emphasize homegrown terrorism and to just be on the alert for more. You know, police presence. I think they're just kind of easing us into martial law. I really do. Mm. Yeah, you're very right. I mean, we are in a soft martial law right now with oh. this I totally the police agree. state I totally through agree. the Patriot Act uh, and the uh, ever-growing technology creating this surveillance state, and it is going to grow into a full-time martial law with the. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say it again. You know, the healthcare. Um, uh, digital systems that they got why going. Did, why did we miss this? How did we miss this? Because I think we, it just came we, out. We've got we've got alerts on the on this. Okay. So I wanted to say that, and then just really quickly, guys. It was so funny you just mentioned Silicon Valley. I um, just left uh, San Jose, right in the heart of Silicon Valley. I'd been there 11 years, and God was really working in my heart to get out of there, and I don't know why. But I was seeing like 9/11 all the time on different um, clocks I was looking at, or on you know videos on YouTube I was looking at. I'd always stop on 9/11, and it was like a warning to me. And I've been in prayer with this, so you know, to God, what do I do? Do I stay here? Do I go back to Illinois where my family is? And He brought me back home in February, and I'm so grateful. I'm in a small town now, about 950 people. I'm out of Silicon Valley out of the big city where there's really not a lot of community. But I had a question for you guys. Um, we have small um, town hall meetings here in my little town. And, you know, I'm a 36-year-old single female, and I wanted to go to the town hall meetings and just kind of sound the alarm as to, you know, people wake up, you know, do you guys see what's going on? But I'm kind of afraid to. I'm afraid I'm going to be labeled a crazy Christian terrorist. Like, <laughs> I don't know even if I should even do something like that. Well, Rachel, I, I think um, personally, uh, I mean, I, I, I think uh, at some point we're all going to be we're all going to be labeled as uh, lunatics and Christian, you know, Christian uh, oh, it's uh, terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but 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 you know what? If if you can go up to a, a town hall meeting and and speak with not just confidence. But with coherent, I mean, speak coherently and say, right. "No, I'm, I'm I'm very concerned about this. Here's why." And, and, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if the subject is on uh, is on um, you know uh, uh, infrastructure repairs, I, I wouldn't go up and you know. <laughs> however, given the if the opportunity presents itself, and even take with you, 
some homework, and we're working. Uh, oh, Joe and I, and, and would. we're working on some some uh, uh, pamphlets to be able to be distributed uh, in various about various topics, whether it be uh, the Islamic threat or the other issues. So hopefully, we can help you uh, as time goes on here. So, but oh, I wouldn't be afraid. Be wonderful. You know. Okay. And we, but well, see, we need more people so like you. We, I mean, thank you, thank you. Well, you, you know, I just love this country, and I'm so sad to see what has happened to it. And I just, I don't see it getting any better unless Jesus Himself comes and straightens it out at this point. Well, that's, uh, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think we're in a, we've got bumpy roads, but you know what? We we still have to play our positions and and and, and uh, play like we're we're still in the game and and. Or that yeah. you know we are, but but we, I mean, look, we win in the end, but we still Absolutely. have to uh, you know play. But uh, but Rachel, man, you're you're doing you're you see you should feel great because you're making a difference. I sure hope so. <laughs> but I'm so oh, grateful yeah. that I got through and got you guys out a little bit of information. I was so happy that uh, I got through. Yeah, well, thank you for this, and we will put this up on our website because I think this is extremely critical about this advisory. Again, I don't know how we missed it, but it just came out, and thank you for sharing it. Um, all right, national. guys. God bless you all. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right. Bye-bye. God bless. Have a good night, Rachel. Folks, the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin issued today, um, the one page downloadable from DHS.gov, and uh, the duration is between now and November 15, 2016. As you said, Joe, it, 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 it implies or infers I'm not sure which is the correct uh, grammar, and for I suppose uh, um, the domestic terrorist plot. And I think they're when you read this, it's yeah, we're targets. All right, um, we have uh, Kevin. Kevin in Virginia or West Virginia. Kevin, you're up with as soon as Eric brings you on here because of our. Yeah, for hey, some reason. Yeah, okay. hi, Kevin. Hey, hey, Doug. Hey, Joe. This is Kevin. I called in when Greg Jackson was on. I'm the blind guy, if you guys remember me or not. Um, I wanted to give my insight on the Orlando shooting. I think it's fake. I think okay. it's absolutely fake. Um, and the reason is, is they want to, uh, Obama won't even come out and call it what it is. Uh, I've been sitting here listening. He can't even say the words radical Islam or radical terrorism. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Um, even if people did die, I predict your next shooting is going to be at a school, at another gun-free zone. Uh, you know, I would agree with you about the gun-free zone, the soft targets. Um, you know, last week I was thinking uh, it's been a long time since we saw a mass shooting, and I didn't well, want to say anything. Uh, can I ask yep. you this? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, everybody keeps saying that this Orlando shooting is the biggest mass shooting the, the United States has ever seen. Um, yeah, I that's have to disagree, and I have to say wounded knee. Well, right. And do you, do you care to educate people about wounded knee? I think it's important. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Seventh Calvary, I believe it was after Custard had died, came in and massacred a whole bunch of Indians. And I forget where it was, exactly where it was, but it was at Wounded Knee, and they massacred a whole bunch of Native Americans. And I forget what it was all over. I believe it was all over um, gold rights. They wanted to mine the gold in, around that area. But, you know, yeah. our federal government goes in and kills the Native Americans. 
what makes you think that they're not going to wind up some jihadi dude who who um and what's really funny is this guy worked for SG4 you know the uh, the British G4S um, yeah yeah, 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 exactly. And this is the same security company that was around when 9-11 happened. Yes, a different iteration, but, but G4S is a, is a massive, one of the biggest uh, multinational security companies uh, headquartered in uh, Jupiter, Florida. Uh, yeah. It's a Brit- British uh, base company. It's actually been shown in a documentary that he he performed security details for uh, the BP oil spill cleanup in the Panhandle of Florida as well. Yes, uh, most I totally totally agree. And, and I mean, it, I love my country and it is a shame if people really did die and even if they were homosexual or not, I don't care about that. These are Americans that were killed and now this traitor in chief, this renegade in chief, this are you on a party line, Kevin? Did we lose you, Kevin? Dropped Kevin dropped off. Kevin, if you can hear us, look, we didn't cut you off. You dropped off, and that's the miraculous cellular technology of today. Um, when did everyone just start using cell phones and not have regular telephones? When? When? We when do, did that happen? Um, we do have some. I don't know. Well, let's on just, our end. Um, do you want to just uh, take the last 13 minutes of the show uh, without callers since we're... Are, are we having an issue? issue? I don't know. We can try one more caller if you want. We'll try one more because we do. We did commit to open lines. We'll try one more. All right. Eric, uh, spin, the, spin the dial. And it comes up on Brian. Brian in Missouri? All right. Brian That's in Missouri. Right. How you doing, Brian? It's on your mind. Good. How you gentlemen doing? Yeah, I don't know. I hear you. I was wondering if you guys could help me with something. I uh, I left the church with four walls probably about eight years ago, and um, I was just wondering, do you guys know of anywhere? I, you know, I have surrounded by different types of religious groups because I grew up in a religious family, and they all think I'm crazy because. I believe that God will judge America for its sin and a lot of different things. But do you guys know of any networking group online I could go to to try to find other like-minded people in my area? I've been listening to your show for about a year. And, you know, that's fine. I still have Christian friends, Catholics, Baptists, Charismatics. But I don't really have anybody I can truly connect with outside of people who go to more organized church settings and functions that think the way I do and believe the way I do, kind of in the same vein of, you know, listening to you guys and following your guests and listening to your guests and reading your books. And sometimes it just it gets discouraging because, you know, there's just no one to really truly connect with face-to-face in my area. Yeah, Brian, that's the important fellowship. I mean, it's one thing to be able to be knowledgeable and to be independent, and, but but it's another thing to um, to be in fellowship with other like-minded people because there you derive the strength, and um, you, you know the, the fellowship is 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 important, Joe. Um, yeah, and as far as um, you know, what you can do, uh, I would continue to search different websites. Uh, 
you know, send emails to, to different ministries that uh, have people in there that are uh, preaching the, the true word of God. And, and how, how do you do that? How do you find that? You're yeah, going to have to search. You're going to have to. <laughs> you're going to have to network. You're going to have to. Uh, it's going to. It's going to take well, an effort. Um, yeah. And if you can't, I mean, I would. I would urge you to start your own. You know, Bible study at your house. Uh, put flyers out. And well, put okay. them on cars. Right. Um, you know, if you have a, a spouse or a friend who is in it with you, you know, trying to get some help that way. Um, but you know, the word of mouth and and what they call guerrilla. Uh, marketing is really the only way I see people in a local uh, capacity can get like-minded people together. Because, see, I would love to be networked with people that are like-minded. So, I mean, if we wanted to put up a billboard or, yes. you know, start something or, or be a part of something, you know, because I just feel like there's going to come a time when the line will be drawn in the sand and everybody's going to have to make a choice. I would love to be able to already be with people that I can stand with, that I can network with, that I can organize resources with right here on the ground in my community. And, look, I love being a part of these online communities, but, I mean, there's just a human level where you just want to sit down and break bread and break fellowship with people and organize your resources, give, put up a billboard, do whatever you can to get the message out. Um, Brian, here's what we'll do. Um, just just keep listening to this program. I I, I don't know exactly how we will do. I, I, we'll figure something out. I mean, seriously, we've got to there figure you. something out. Um, well, I'll keep listening, but that's a real need. I know. And, man, uh, we're we're everywhere. We're on the ground. I believe there are seven thousand of us that have not bowed the knee wherever we're at in this country, and we're just waiting for. Not just God to bring us together online, but to bring us together on the ground in our, our local communities. So I'm right. going to keep praying and holding to that hope. Amen. <clears throat> thank you for your call, Brian. Um, All right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, God bless you. You have a great night. You know, uh, Joe, I just go ahead. No, I, I got a piece of news that I'd uh, like to hit. I don't know. Uh, hey, hard. Everything that's been going and on. And we apologize. We apologize. Whatever happened with our phones, it's on our end. It's not on Global Star. It's on our end. We apologize. There's nothing more we can do. So we're just going to move on. Let's go ahead and hit your news. Let's hit it hard. Global financial giants look to use the TTIP yep. to harmonize U.S. And EU laws. That's right. Remove obstacles to future taxpayer bailouts. A cartel of 14 we have an open U.S. Line. Hold on a second. Do we have an open line somewhere? Yeah, All it's right. done. Thanks. Thank you. Um, if cartel of 14 U.S. and European banking interest uh, is working behind the scenes to tinker with the transatlantic trade and investment partnership agreement and remove any banking regulations designed to avoid a repeal of the global financial meltdown that began the 2008 taxpayer-funded bailouts of big banks. The Transatlantic Financial Regulatory Coherence Coalition, the creation of which was announced on June 7, claims that it seeks to create regulatory coherence across the U.S. and European Union. They go on to say the group considers the TTIP the best way to package and enforce the transatlantic integration of investment and banking laws without going through the longer, messier lawmaking process. 
through individual government. Just so people understand this, the TPIP is closely related. It would see the Atlantic uh, portion of the TPP. And just to give you an idea of the globalist initiative behind the TPP, uh, the new edition of Hillary's book has deleted the entire section about her support mm-hmm. for the TPP. Yep. Plus, the State Department has blocked the release, and you know this. The Obama folks, administration has blo- blocked Obama, the release right, of right. the State Department and Hillary Clinton specifically. Her emails on the position of the TPP until after the election is over. Now, now you tell me, where in the heck is the transparency in that? It, so you know this global initiative is so critical to the globalist, to the powers that are in office, whether you are rep- Republican or Democrat, can you imagine under under what circumstance would the um, the the, the uh, conservatives, self-proclaimed conservatives, in in, in um, uh, Republicans in office stand idly by while while this renegade lawless regime allows this to take place? The American people were getting hosed, and folks, let me let me say this too: the importance about the British, the UK, leaving the EU. This, they are going to fight to their death, the globalists, to keep this EU together, including the UK. It is so critical that they, 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 they we can actually deliver a death blow, or not a death blow, but a mortal wound or a wound to the globalists if we assist our brothers overseas, or if you're listening to this in the UK, and I know we've got a ton of listeners, thank you very much. Look, Stand behind. Get out of the EU. Become your, because this will set back the agenda of the globalists. We can do it. We can do it through, through our feet, through our mouths, and through our souls, but through prayer. We can all do this. Just go ahead, Joe. Yeah, it goes on to talk about the, uh, again, the harmonization of the United States and the European Union laws to make it easier for businesses, business behemoths to carry their work out without the hassle of being confronted by regulatory schemes of the individual nation's governments. Now, uh, what this boils down to basically is uh, a way for the power elite to overcome um, the U.S. taking away and getting rid of U.S. sovereignty and replacing it with obedience to global bureaucrats. Uh, this is their nice way of, of saying that the harmonization is that what that means. Uh, what they're trying to do is, is, and we know through the T, the TPP, it gives corporations the power to, uh, have their say on not only, uh, current laws, but making new laws. And this uh, is a regulatory scheme to, intertwine the U.S. and the EU, basically their, our laws and their laws and our economy as well as their economy into a big globalist The laws. Nation. The laws, subjugating the laws. Yeah, economic and, and... And this has, you know what, Joe, this has a lot to do with gun ownership, the uh, the rights, well, all of the constitutional rights of Are you telling me that Europeans don't, and are not allowed to buy guns? Well, I don't know. Let me, gee, let me check. Um, hey, mate... Uh, what happened no. with Paris then? How'd that happen? Uh, but but just getting back in in the closing moments, so I, I can just uh, if I could just say a few things, you know, with respect to Islam, please understand the threat 
please understand the severity of the threat. Please understand that we are not witnessing a migration, a humanitarian uh, issue here. It has become a humanitarian issue only because the globalists have made it one and caught a lot of innocent people in the crossfire, literal and figuratively. Now, having said that, understand that what is taking place in the final throes of this renegade's time in office is he is dragging non uh, Christians, and as you, you pointed out, a number—I mean, two out of thousand thirty-seven. Yeah, last right? month there was the, uh, the ten thirty-seven, one thousand thirty-seven right. Syrian refugees. Ten thousand or one, ten thousand thirty-seven brought here Syrian right. refugees. Right. Ten thousand thirty-five were Muslim. Two okay. were Christian. Right, and, and if you don't think that they're using the is the Muslims as as tools to enforce the new world globalist governance, I should say, um, and using them as as assets as pawns here in the United States, then you're, you're not you you don't know history because um, look at what they're doing in Europe. If you like what you see in Europe, it's coming to a town near you, a city near you, or it already has, folks. If you care about your families, if you care about future generations, if you care about the, your your Christian faith, and don't say, for example, well, it doesn't affect me because it certainly does. We must understand the threat. We must not understate the threat, just as we can't overstate it. But I don't think it's possible to overstate the, the threat at this point. With with with. 50 people, 49, 50, whatever the number does end up to be, dead in a, in a, in a uh, nightclub in Orlando. It, how can we possibly understate, or, or I'm sorry, overstate the threat? You see, it is only through ignorance, acquiescence, or facilitation that we will lose this fight. We identify the problem. We work the problem for a solution. We pray, and 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 we 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 do what we do. It needs to be done. We play our positions. We act as the leaders we were meant to be. Be a leader. Amen. We'll be back tomorrow and Friday. John McTiernan will be our guest, and we got some stuff coming up for you next week. Um, we'll tell you a little bit about that more tomorrow. Thanks for all the, the callers out there and all the listeners. Uh, thank you, Chance, from American Survival Wholesale. Todd, have a good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. This is the Global Star Radio Network.